That's extra just in case we need it. One, two, one, two, one, two. Bag, just in case we need it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna run it. I'm gonna start it again. It's something a little different to start off this ladies' month right here. I have some teenage. Um, where was the two ones? Well, two bags recording. This is shit. You know, I'm not gonna say fuck the YouTube audience, but uh, for now, finesse the pack. Hey, oh, you get my live people involved. Hey, I'm gonna bring I'm bringing you to some newer Latifah. I'm bringing you to some newer Latifah right here. Oh, uh. you and I, T Y. You and I, T Y. That's a unity. You and I, T Y. You caught him a bitch! Hey, You gotta let him know! Yeah, I brought up my old banner too. Oh shit! What the fuck is that? That's like the, <laughs> the old schooler right there. I think it's like a 5 or something. 5S. That's, a, that's an iPhone? Yeah, dude. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh my god. He's okay. old. Oh, we're back. 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 Um, we are back. It's the We Love Hip Hop podcast, world's most smoked out podcast. Big shout out to the people that on live, and big uh, shout out to the people that in the six, aka Toronto, aka the T dot, aka all a whole bunch of things. Um, I'm your host. I won't call it that, but I'm from Toronto. T dot O. T dot O. But any of that other shit, yo, that's for the police. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm your host for the most post Friday, Ricky Dread, aka. Yo, I had a bunch of sick aka's earlier. I'm gonna bring them right back up right now, eh? Blood clot, aka Designer Rick. I know, I've seen them in the questions. I yes, know. I wrote I've them down them. because I got I've a lot. Them. Listen, aka, I got a lot on my mind, all right? So I have to store things in different places, aka King Content, aka Friday Copper Rick. <laughs> copper Nick? Cop, copper Rick. Oh, Copper Rick. Okay, okay. Copper Rick. All right, Copper Rick. I kind of freestyled that one. I, I had something written down and I freestyled something different. But to the right of me. It's me. SSC underscore Hey Herx. I don't got all the fan, fancy aliases, but I do got a couple. You got to write them down. Smokey the Bear. Hey. Paul Bunyan, because nobody chops more trees than Paul Bunyan. Bum, you know what I'm saying? And Lipsy Muscle when I'm in the gym. Hey. And... Yeah. Hey, Herx, if you see me in the street, holler at me. I'm going to give you some... I got to give you a little, a little sound. For the, sound this is episode 36? Episode 36. Blood cut. We're entering the 36 <laughs> chambers, chambers, chambers. And it's Wu-Tang Wednesday. Ah! Hey. Wu-Tang. 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 Okay, I got some... That's not a Wu-Tang. I know that's not what we're talking. I got only got women stuff today. You got to get some lady rage and some. The, what are the? I rock rough and tough with my Afro post. Hey. Rage. Hey, go on with your bad self. I gotta get yo yo. Yo yo, what was the yo yo chewing out there? Yo yo. You can't play with my yo yo. <laughs> they try to play me out. They try to play me out. Exactly. I'm like a hip hop dictionary. And then we have the the great. 
Toronto on Mishimi. Jamaican. No. <laughs> Yo, that one that we were playing last week when I found a video uh-huh. and I seen like the hairstyle. Oh, that's straight the- 80s. What? Finger waves. And she had like the, the mushroom blonde, the mushroom cut with the blonde hair, the gold tooth, door knocker earrings. The door knocker. Yo, don't, don't go ill. Then, if you really fly, fly back in the days, oh. with that the female with them styles, they would rock the, the bicycle hat. Mm. Little small bicycle hat with the bicycle tights <laughs> and the door knocker earrings <laughs> and the sports bra, oh, and then they were feeling man. themselves. Yo, you, you know, know what I'm saying? You know what sucked? That there was it was cool for guys to wear uh, bike shorts in those times. Yeah, in the nineties. In the nineties, when Bobby Brown was doing it in eighty seven, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In the every little step video. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Oh man. You guys need to be on YouTube right now. <laughs> I'm gonna be on I'm gonna be on YouTube digging for that. Then I'll Dude, be up in my it? crib doing the fucking running man in the Roger Rabbit. It's oh, funny because I seen a thing on um Instagram earlier today. There must be a guy who must have did like took all of Bobby Brown's things uh-huh. and like remix it and it has Bobby Brown Bobby Brown Bobby Brown like responding to how he feels about that shit now and you see him he's like <laughs> Poor Bobby Brown. And it's his videos, you know. They're his videos. Yeah, he's, he's doing it to himself. He's there like he's like ah this one he's like, Yeah, I like that one, you know, and then He's just like, you know, whatever. Poor Bobby, like, yo, Bobby, yo, Bobby got a bad rap. Because, not to call on the dead, but Whitney Houston was the real problem. It's just, he got the, he got the blame. Yo, she was, a, she was bad, but she needed a scapegoat. And he was that scapegoat. He, I'm not saying he's not a saint. I'm not saying he's a saint. You know, he's guilty of his own shit in his own right. But I'm telling you right now, yo, before he got with Whitney, he was cool in the gang, bro. Ah. He wasn't doing any real hard dope. Mm. You could tell. Well, we don't know about that. Okay, our, okay, whatever. Alcohol, even alcohol. Remember when he was king of the stage, he was already wilding out. He had to He's young. Audition. Come on, these guys are like 15, 16, 17 sitting. He, he had to branch off from New Edition because he was such he was an too big. And, he was too big, and he was already too wild for them. He was, he could, those niggas couldn't keep up with him. Ralph Trasvan and them niggas, they couldn't keep up with him. They're pretty boys, but they're not pretty boys like. Bobby Brown, pretty boy. Bobby Brown is that ghetto nigga, pretty boy type nigga that's... He's singing because he can sing. You Ronnie, know what I'm saying? Bobby, Ricky, Ricky and Mike. Mike. You know what I'm saying? saying? Holy. Yo. Belvin um, DeVoe, that girl's poison. <laughs> Yo, Belvin DeVoe was my all-time favorite group. Yo, that's that fine right high. now. I Can't trust a big man to smile. That girl is poison. I, 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 I wore mismatched sneakers because that shit was hot. Or because they made it hot at the time. For yeah, the, okay. I have a figure. confession to make. So, oh, I, I was thinking... Confessions, though. I was thinking... <laughs> no, no, not like that kind of confession. <laughs> but I was thinking the other day, I was like, yo, I got these gray fives. Oh. And I got these blue fives. Oh. So, maybe I'd be that asshole, and where's one gray five, and where's one blue five. But oh. then I thought to myself, nigga, I'm too old for that shit. I'd look like a clown if I did that. Right. So, I decided not to do that. Mm. The other day, though... I seen a couple walking through Kensington Market. Okay. Young Asian couple. Could have been no more than 21, 22. Talk that shit. And the guy and the girl, one he was wearing a, a, a Jordan flip-flop, and she was wearing like a Jordan 6 or a 7, whatever. Okay. He was wearing the left foot. She was wearing the right foot. He was wearing the the right foot slipper. She was wearing the left foot slipper. And they're rolling, walking, hand in hand, Cecil. Boom. Wow. 
couple goals. You know what's the win. Yo, the man said, hey, boo, you know what? Give me one of your shoes and you wear one of my flip flops. They both Jordan. Hashtag relationship goals. Hey. Yo, but I just, I was like, wow, they got to be young. Because <laughs> that's some young puppy love right there. Young, dumb, and full of cum. Anyhow, um, let's get to it. Oh, well, if you want to know. Uh, let me do it. Right I still have one of these caviars left. So I got the pink OG caviar left from last week. You know, I like to smoke with my friends. Then we have some. Uh, what is this? This is pink Kush uh, shatter. Then we have some sour diesel. These sour, 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 sour diesel, and then we have some, yeah, yeah some pink, some pink, some pink. So, so I'm going to salad it up, and then you know what? I also got some hash in here, still some hash floating around. That's that flat hash. That's the same one I've been had for a couple of weeks because you know I'm miser. I'm a miser with it. AKA flat body hash. Whoa, yo, the hash has back, yo. Just, cool, just cool. Yeah, I'm a flat body, yo. Yo, see that? It flex, man. It can flex. Flat, flat body can flex. Yo, and these bowls here, is that like a special company or something like that? We won't have to name them. Vault, I'll say the name because I want the bag. So C Vault, or just send me a, a new C Vault. Yeah, C Vault. Send on a new C Vault. Shout out to Seavault, yo. So basically what it is, it's basically a humidor container for you your marijuana. And these Bovidal packs, they keep you at your, like, your moisture content, right? So uh-huh. it keeps the bud at a certain moisture. So this one is at 58%. So like the least, you, the, le- the, less, the, the, the less amount of times you open it, mm. or the least amount of times you open it, is the more, sh- more moisture stays inside. Is it? So it turns it, you know, like if it's kind of hard, leave it here for an hour or so, sealed, and it will bring it some moisture. That's what the specialty of the sea vault is, right? So it's like airtight, but keeps your moisture. Ah, well, see that? I like it. Well, get yourself a sea vault if you uh, so please, because if you want to keep your weed fresh and also curate it while yeah, it's keeping it fresh, get yourself a sea vault. Sea Vault by the people to Sea Vault. <laughs> Anyhow, I, I basically got the same bud. I had um, a little bit of some hand trip bubba, which I would have shown, but I started crushing it up because I've a ADD. You know what I'm saying? So shout out to all the young kids with ADD, um, not taking their Ritalin. You should take it, or maybe not take it, because that shit will make you crazy. Um, also, smoke weed, man. Fuck Ritalin. Yeah, man. When you know, not if you're like twelve. No, your you're not 12. Okay. No, no. You know, don't smoke any of it. Be of age. Be of age. But as soon as you can, put that riddling down and pick up a blood clot, Smith, by you. It's Big head blood. Hey. So let's get to a couple of things before we get uh, to our guest. Uh, we will be getting into a more, I guess you would call serious episode. We'll still keeping lighthearted. You know, we never want to get too serious and be all frowning and crying by the ep- end of the episode. But... This is an emotional. It's gonna be. It's a. We're gonna get real. It's a serious topic. Yeah, we're gonna get real. We're topics gonna, are gonna. We're gonna touch on some serious topics. Yeah, we're gonna make sure that we we talk about forgiveness. You know what I'm saying? And and we're gonna have our special guest. I'm hearing like a real loud buzzing. You hear that? Yes. Are you? Where the hell is that coming from? 
Is that like a television or something like that? Shout out to all the people on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. If do you're, you at, believe oh, wait, and forgive and forget, or just do I figure and forget? I forgive. Forgive and forget. Yeah, that's. Okay. I don't forget because you know if you forget now, let's say now this person coming back around and screws you over again, and you done forgot about what they did last time, then you ain't gonna see it coming the next time. So you're gonna forgive. You know, you might not be like yo, I want to see you dead. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. might be like, yo, I, I don't want to see any harm on you. At the end of the day, you might have made some mistakes, but I ain't going to forget what you did. You know what I'm saying? I won't, I, I won't maybe as much as to hold it against you, but I just won't, I'm the kind of person I just won't fuck with you no more. I hear you. I hear you. I can I can relate. I can relate. What's this? This right here? The, yeah, no free promotion. Yo, I make sure that the the, the, the the queen on the on the on the thing is turned on the other way. You know what I'm saying? Oh, she has skin out. It is the one that gives the real picture, but she's skinning out. But shout out to the fuel that keeps me fueled up by the the people that won't rename ladies because they'll never give us a bag. <laughs> they'll never give us a bag. But never say never. Mmm, delicious. Anyhow, <laughs> too much. Let's get to some shit. There's a segment that I wanted to start, but. Our videographer here was like, eh, I don't know about that. What do you think? Why is my IG popping? No. Next. Next. <laughs> well, okay. We this show is not about you and your escapades. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? And what you have going on. Because you're not a rapper no more. You're a podcaster now. So The body DP coming real soon. You see what I'm saying? For the guy who's not a rapper. That's not a self-promoter. Uh, yeah, no, you know, I can talk, I can promote my stuff, but you know, I'm not gonna do that. I'm not gonna toot my own horn. You know what I'm saying? But he's tooting his own horn right now. Features from Conway Shady Records. Real talk. <laughs> yeah. Conway, real talk. Listen, I, I, we're not gonna get into it, okay? Oh, but <laughs> just if we were gonna get into it, I do have an EP. Hypothetically, we were gonna get into it. That's coming out called The Divided, with production from Big Tweez. We love the fucking us. Back, you know what I'm it's saying? It's um, Big Pops. Big Pops who's done a lot of tracks with Freddie Gibbs, uh, The Game, different people. Man from Toronto still. Big things. Man from Toronto still. Um, I got Sazy. Say- you know who Sazy is? I know Sazy. Oh yeah, he's on there. Yeah, 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 yeah he's on there. T-Grams? I know. He was also on our show. Hip Hop. Uh, we love Hip Hop Alumni. Like, episode like three. Episode three or four, something like that. Yeah, he's in the top ten episodes. The first... 10 episodes yeah, yeah. oh so our guests are, are here Graham's on there and, and, and Conway I think he signed to Shady he is that's why it's hard to find this shit on the internet now we ain't gonna get into all of that but that's that's on my EP he, fr- he froze he surprised me but yeah um, moving along <laughs> speaking of rappers and our guest is getting here I and mean, we've got a big big respect to our guest I'm coming through on, on, on time and Hey, 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 hello. Um, I, I want to talk about a couple of things. Um, I don't, we won't call the segment why my IG is popping, even though it is popping. Um, you can't say your IG is popping. Someone else is to tell you your IG is popping. You can't be like, oh, my IG is popping. You want to know why my IG is popping? Okay, well, I'll tell you what happened. Yeah, tell I, me what happened. I posted one, the, the Dolphins coach. Yeah, but I, think that's a, I heard that was an old video. Like, that's not recent. It just came out now. Yeah. Okay. So I posted that. Um, their, their old line coach, he's had a video to give some content. It's funny, their old line coach. And they have a video doing lines. Yeah. Huh? Their offensive line. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And um, he basically made a video where he is making 
like so sending like, a message. Yeah, some decoration of love or some shit. Yeah, because he had like a Vegas stripper or a Vegas prostitute that he was having an affair with or something. <laughs> I'm so sorry, basically, I don't to laugh. he's sending her a message like, "Yo, remember when we used to do this together?" Ray Tay Tay. So it was supposed to be between him and her. He sent it to her. She posted it up on Facebook. Mm, conniving. You know what I'm saying? So. The thing is, what I don't understand is... Why well, you gotta put your business out there on the front page like that? You're famous. Even if you're not in the players, you're on the Dolphins. You're part of the team. Okay? You're not on the, the, the D-League team that nobody hears about. And even if you were... You're from the franchise with the only perfect season. Why are you making videotapes of you sniffing blow? It doesn't make any sense. Because you know what? He's not in his right mind. Regular niggas don't do that shit. Yeah, because he's not in his right mind. Obviously, there's something going on there that the fact that he felt, yeah, you know what? But even the fact that she put the video up, that's kind of... <laughs> that's, that's suspect right there in itself. He's supposed to know better. Vegas hooker, like, come on, no, bro. It, exactly. He's supposed to know better. She don't got to know shit. She just got to know this rich motherfucker who should know better is sending me this video that's of him like Donald, acting crazy because like he, he's... he's Pussy-matized. That's like Donald Sterling, same way, the old racist guy from the Clippers. <laughs> we were just talking about that earlier. You, nobody was supposed to hear that. But here's my theory on him, okay? And I, and I think we'll... Yeah, uh, we'll get off of that. We'll get, we'll get off of that after. Him, if he was just jealous, nobody would have hated him. If he was just like, yo, I don't want you hanging out with them basketball-playing-ass motherfuckers. Without saying black saying or saying nigga he might have still got the pass because he would have just been looked at as like an insecure guy you know what i mean even though it was a side thing that he's talking to he's not even talking to his wife like i don't want he's talking to a side thing don't go around the player girlfriend that knows you know, his wife knows he has a girlfriend and you know whatever but if you, if the narrative was if the narrative was, was just don't go around the players because he's afraid of like you know her getting attracted to these guys without being like go, don't go around these black guys da, 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 he would have slid we wouldn't even be having this conversation right oh, now oh yeah he would have got through yeah yeah it's just because he's that racial spin that he put on it put him right down the drain bro <laughs> he could have just came off as a insecure guy like how many other guys in the world would be being around a bunch of six foot motherfuckers yeah you know what I mean well whatever next yeah. topic um what else? There was uh, the, the, the backlash. <laughs> and I've been trying to bring this up for a few backlash. weeks. Backlash? It's not even a backlash. There was actually a lot of comments. The friggin' post that I put from Maury. <laughs> oh, the, that... <laughs> yo, first things first, that girl's... An, that that, first that first. person is an idiot. Okay? <laughs> because... You can't. You just want to bleach your skin. And say, oh, I'm going to Africa and I want to taste the food. You look like an idiot. That... that okay... Uh, do you see the picture what she used to look like before the injections? Well, let's give the people some context for the for the people because we're like just jumping yeah, in the story. So there's a post that someone said somebody. Do you said, know her name? I don't remember her name. I think it was Marina or something like that. Does this post this woman um, got melanin injections to change herself from white to black because and Maury was like, why did you do that? And she's like. It just feels better being, like, being when, black, yeah. And he's like, so what happens when like the whole like thing starts fading off? Do you start feeling less black? Because <laughs> Ma- Maury's like half trolling her while he's interviewing her. He has trolled everybody. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> She's like, well, you know, I, I'll just get some more. 
and it brought me back to the whole thing the 350 a gram for melanin yeah, it's 43 grams before I heard it was it was like almost 600 for a gram of melanin okay where right. the fuck is it coming from I, I don't know how you harvest melanin like, like how do you harvest it like I know there's a lot of strange things but how is that's not how do you harvest that where, where are the melanin fields there's no we are the melanin bro so uh, are, like are we grazing in a field getting rid of like, shit and, like, but how does it, I don't understand it or is Movado taking the shit out of him and sending it off to other places you're an asshole <laughs> 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 you're an asshole bro oh, this is a reaction whoa <laughs> you could have picked any yeah what about Robots is it King of the Bleach he's already bleached yeah but have you seen wasn't Movado who did that bleaching is it am I am I am I, am I no, crazy? No, no, Is it Nevada who bleached his skin? No, no, no. No, it's it's World Boss. No, but the next, though the next, there was oh, just alkaline, man. alkaline, and but there was somebody else. Those, yeah. Those no. are the majors. Those, those I, I couldn't so, tell you. Shout out to Mavado. I ain't gonna try to put that on you, but if you do show up bleach skin, then I I call that. It was called on the hip hop. We love hip hop podcast. Oh, but, the man's trying to for, forecast <laughs> the foreshadowing of Mavado's yeah. life. Um, but yeah, what do they do? Did they take the melanin out of those people who decided to give their melanin up? How do you give? How do you harvest melanin? Please, someone explain this to me. How do you harvest? How that? do you preserve it? How do you preserve it? Where is it being kept? Is there like a fridge with melanin bottles somewhere that's being sent off to people? Unless it's just they store people. I don't know. Because the conspiracy unfolds. I don't know how you harvest melanin. First of all, and the thing is, I'm partly joking, but it's a serious thing. Same way. Well, yeah, next, let's go on to something else. The, the last thing that I had on the list was the Eminem, or just let's talk about the BT freestyle thing, period. The cypher was blessed. See, but I can't, yo. Which cypher did you like the best? My song. The My Song one. I seen you post that one. Yeah, My Song's, my, yo, I follow, I like My Song's message, you know what I'm saying? It's sick MC. People think he's underrated, but... I don't think he's underrated at all. I know, but some people, I didn't have a match to you. My son is whack, bro. I'm like, yo, you're crazy. You just don't know what's going on. You don't understand. Yeah, because they want to hear. Okay, so it's funny. It's funny because after my son dropped his verse, basically, Mm. the guy that came after him basically was glorifying everything. He was just telling you not to glorify. Yeah, I heard about that. (laughs) Oh, T Grizzly. Right? It's funny. But you know what I'm surprised too? Belly. Yeah, Billy murdered. He surprised me. I won't front. Oh, lot. He surprised me because you know I'm. I would say before I'm not a big fan of his. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, big shout out to Belly, yo. But he murked it. I'll give him credit where credit is due. He murked it. Yeah, you know, just to give Belly even a little moment right here. We we've talked about him a few times in the past with the thing that he did over there, done that Canada square Day. and all that different type of stuff. But as far as from the musical standpoint, his lyrics have definitely come. A, he's come a long way. He's come a long way, and like the respect standpoint, like there's a point in time where people it was a thing to hate Belly. It was cool to hate Belly. You know what I'm saying? And now it's cool to like Belly because he's got bars, he's got a message, and 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 uh, there's a lot of people who can't rap these days, and he's taking that chance of being a rapper. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, it was good. On. It was good. I give him props on that on that cipher. And like yo, remember he had people in the past that were hell bent on making sure that Belly was not running things anymore. You know what I'm saying? Remember the Belly the smelly bus? No, I didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. I just know he had the CP records. You're talking he had to two artists that I went to school with, Danny and um, Sean Mendes, Danny Fernandez, Sean Mendes. You're talking to the hip hop dictionary right here. 
So Carabana, 19-something-something, something, or 2000-and-something, which I don't remember. Um, but you with, know all these other facts, but you can't remember dates. Oh, oh shit. We are smoking a lot of weed. <laughs> um, there was a bus going down on the lakeshore, well, along with the rest of the floats. This is how dedicated, and I'm not going to put too much out there and put the rapper out there who made the bus, but he probably watches and knows what it is. The man made a whole bus. And on the back of the bus was like belly's like silhouette like from the back with the ponytail at the mm-hmm. time and thing like that. The and then it said smelly over the back over his head, like and the bus had the side all printed up and everything, like dedicated to how much he hated this motherfucker. That's a lot of that's a lot of time and effort put into someone you don't like. What? You made a whole that's, bus. A, that's too much effort. That's okay. too much. I and think he, I think secretly he admires him. Yeah. Well, you know you the thing is that people were all everybody was kikiing at the time when it happened, right? But look at him now. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, that's all the shit that I got to talk. Um, we're gonna take a little break. I was just gonna spark up a blunt while we're taking our break, but we'll call it a blunt break. And um, that's weird, but okay. <laughs> And our guests are our, our guests here. are here, and uh, yeah, we're gonna get to that. So we got cameras popping all over the place. I'm, I guess I'll talk to this one over here. We are the world's most smoked out podcast, and we'll be back. Uh, Episode thirty six. Thirty six. Time flies. If you feel like your sock game is getting kind of boring, you know what I mean. Wearing that same old out of the package eight eight in a pack sock packs, man. You need to step your sock game up. Check out my people at Six Socks Toronto. If you want to know how to get onto them, check them out on Twitter or Instagram at Reed underscore Craig. That's R-E-I-D underscore C-R-A-I-G. Six Socks Toronto. That's what's up. Let me go back into the tunage right here. Tunage, tunage. Let's go back into the tunage. Because, you know, it's, it's ladies month. Hey. Yo, I got like the super permal grin right now, yo. <laughs> I'm so fucking happy, yo. <laughs> hey! I know YouTube's gonna slap me in the face later on and be like, yo, what? Uh, you used uh, the song for 30 seconds or 3 seconds and you're flipping. You're not getting paid for that. Between minute uh, 27.26 and minute 32.2, you used part of. Queen Latifah's U and I T Y. You don't get no money today. So yeah, so we're back. Mm-hmm. We're back. We're back. And our guests have arrived. Yes, yes. And uh, so let, let, let's let's do some introductions here. So I, I, I've met these ladies at two different times. Okay. So I'm gonna start with um, with my guest in, right across to me to my left. I guess. This is directly in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> right here. Right, right here, Friday. <laughs> so, I met, I, you know when we met? I think it was like back in Octopus Lounge times. Oh, yeah, probably. Like 2008. Yep. During the time when I was doing the management for um, for Empire. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And you're, you're around doing PR at those times. Yeah. And th- this woman has done a lot in the scene where... I've seen her move around the music industry to just helping the community from the hip hop community to the community as a whole, right? And through through this woman here, I met this lady, this lovely lady here, 
right? I was working on my uh, my album because remember we were talking about before I, I do bars and stuff like that. Yes, we're talking about your album. Yes, yes, one of, right? one of your music, many music projects. So I did a, an album before called Nocturnal, very clear, critically acclaimed album, and I was looking for somebody to do some some poetry on it. So I, I uh, went to my guest here and I said, you know what? I, I need somebody because I had a poem that was already there that I found on YouTube, but I didn't want to go with that. I wanted to get somebody from Toronto who could represent and then represent and understand what I go through as and bring her spin to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, she said, you know what? You need to holler at my homegirl, Cola. And I was like, hmm, interesting. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, I trust, I trust my guest here and I'm just going to say the names here because I'm being all elusive and everything. <laughs> <laughs> so with no further ado, I have Tara Muldoon mm -hmm. yeah. and Nicola Bennett. Yes, yes. And um, I'm gonna start my live here because I want the people then from live to know I'm going. Um, yeah. So through Tower, I met Cola, and Cola gave me two wicked poems that ended up on the album. Okay. Thank you. Now, the reason now that Cola knows Tower because Tower started an organization called the Fu um, Project yep. or the Forgiveness Project. Yeah. Right. Now, Tower invited me. Yes. When I first came home, like a few years back, right? And yep. everybody who. Uh, in the internet world knows about my story right but when i came home she gave me an opportunity to speak and uh and, and tell my story right and i got to speak at was it was the first fu project you or the spoke first at the, the one year anniversary the, the, the one year anniversary one at city hall and i think you spoke at a few other ones as well well the one at city hall i spoke at because of the ones i did prior I yeah did, let's talk about sex yeah right which is one of the topics that's covered in the fu project yeah and i did one on forgiveness <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, sidetracked. <laughs> right. So, and it was a blessing because in those in those meetings in those speakings, like you get to hear people's stories, you get to hear different parts that people can relate to themselves and everything, and it's just like a beautiful synergy happens in the room mm -hmm. where like it kind of starts. Everybody doesn't know who you know. There's a lot of people who know who, you know who each other are. Yeah. But you know. You get to like everybody gets to know each other by the end of the whole project. Yeah, yeah. Without even introducing themselves to each other per se. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's the beauty of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you just all feel together by the end when when you get to the last speaker and like you get through all of the stories, right? Yeah. So I want I want to go through a whole beginning to where we are now type sure. of thing. Okay. So I'm gonna have questions for both of y'all. Mm -hmm. All right. So Tara, I want to start with you. Sure. Um. You moved uh, from Nova Scotia. Mm -hmm. Scotia. Like when you were like 18. Yeah. Okay, so tell me about life in Nova Scotia before Toronto. Oh my gosh. So I don't think a lot of people know I'm Scotian. I am the crazy Scotian. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep it under wraps. Um, I was born in Dartmouth, but. Yeah, I was born Sorry. in Dartmouth. <laughs> but um, grew up in uh, like Halifax, Greenwood, and then in high school went to Cape Breton. Mm -hmm. And. I went to an all-girls high school and there was probably I don't know like Cape Breton is not big and everybody knows everybody I went back last week and even I went and I know we'll talk about it in a few minutes but even when I went back to one of the jails there to do some work they were all like what's your mother's name what's your father's name mm -hmm. like everybody knows everybody so I came from that environment where it was just all uh, community and checking for each other and are you good like that and it was genuine yeah. uh, and then moved to Toronto and you know I don't know if I ever told you, but one of the first experiences that I ever had in Toronto, um, I think it was like 2000 and, 
I don't know, four or something. I was walking down Young and like around Young and Dundas when it was actually like Young and Dundas when it was a bit bare before okay. it was like crazy hype and ran into people trying to sell me albums and I'm pretty sure it was you guys. Ah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that that was like my first initial uh, view of Toronto hip hop was you guys and how you hustled. The mixtape corner the corner hustle. Yeah. This was, right. I th- it was before Stars, but I, whatever. Shout out Stars. Shout out And like to piggyback on that, what made you decide to move to Toronto in the first place? Um, in my high school in Nova Scotia, the narrative was like, you kind of get married and you kind of have kids and you kind of like stay on the island and um, just from a young age, I knew that wasn't it. I, I can't explain where it came from, but my pa- my parents would like catch me like having a blanket over the TV watching the mix at like eight or nine, and like really just was always drawn to the entertainment world. So knew I couldn't get that in Cape Breton where I was from. Right, right, right. right. I ran here, and also my brother was here too. Okay, okay. Now and switching to you over now, Cola. Mm-hmm. Toronto. What part? Of, what ends of Toronto? Are you born and raised over here in Toronto? I was born in Toronto, raised in um, <coughs> Oshawa slash Curtis, so raised in the East End. The schwa. Yes. <laughs> what made you make the move from? Okay, so tell me about that move from Toronto to there, like with your parents and all that, like that time before. Well, I moved on my own when I was nineteen okay. to Toronto, um, just to be closer to school. So uh, I went to York University for a classical piano degree. Mm, um, nice. So I really need to be closer to school and have my son with me, and I really wanted to just raise him, figure out independent living. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So that's initially really what brought me to Toronto was school. Okay, and okay. We kind of just built a life here. I met mentors and peoples, and I just stayed. Nice, nice, nice. That's that. She's got that raspy, um, what's her name? What's her name? Was the song that took my tongue? The way you sound, he's, she's a singer, man. What's her name, man? The, the, the one in, um, in Training Day. Bring my mom money! What's her name? <laughs> Macy Gray. Uh, Macy Gray. You got that, that Macy Gray voice when you talk. Cool. Yeah, that's, I like this. It's that's one of the reasons why I wanted to. You hear it, though? You hear it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yo, what She's you not heard? even sick. Yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's Thank you. Voice right yeah, there. Yo, my, my SoundCloud audience and my my iTunes audience going to be like, yo, who are we got on the show? Yo. So, you know, y'all are going to have my rating. So, um, okay, so more questions here. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, Tara, when you started getting into the whole hip hop thing, right? Mm-hmm. What got you into the PR? Oh my gosh, I think I just I didn't know what I wanted to do. I started, um, Jesus, how did I start? <laughs> I know I was at E1, Koch, when it before you when it was E1, it was Koch. Mm-hmm. I was at E1 working with Point Blank. Uh, not a lot of people know that I worked that record Um, how was I doing no you know what I was working at REMG before REMG became um, Union so now they're doing the big so I started working there and and I uh, so crazy the woman who um, was doing the hiring I met her online on a message board and she was like because uh, I was just trying to get to know people in Toronto and, and she's like I I really just like to hire the underdogs you don't know anybody here in the hip hop scene like let me let me let me position you nicely right, right. and I nice. started on Wednesdays oh, that's beautiful and uh, we just do like work the door work Kochak like anything for years and I would work crazy events like one of the first one I, first events I worked was Farside Gene mm. uh, Grey oh, like I was what? got a chance to like shake the hands of people and I was like 18 you know like getting to know some of the legends and I was also working at the Master Plan show mm. radio show uh-huh. 
for years so it was like i and doing the phone stuff at that time like taking the calls and just kind of like being around and and um i think when i by the time i was like 21 22 i knew a lot of people right. and i was like how do you sort of like make a living off of this i started working at a country music management company mm. while doing the um entertainment stuff on the outside and it just wasn't what i loved so i was like how can i make this work and started charging for pr and that was oh my gosh that was like a decade ago hey yo you know i'm trying to find out different things so that brings me to that brings me to the question give me two i have two names here okay Uh uh-oh i'm gonna play the two name game oh he likes to play this game the two name game so neil forrester Mm. jonathan ramos oh my gosh what am what am i saying what comes to mind when I when I think of when you hear those names? His first, he wants your first reaction. Oh my god! The, like the reason why I'm where I am, and not to say that I'm in like a great position, but like even just having the experiences of the life. Uh, Ramos took a chance on me. Um, I remember when I was young. <laughs> not that I'm old, but like when I was a lot younger, I used to I used to want to make t-shirts. You know, how everybody had like a t-shirt flex, mm-hmm. and my bestie and I made this sh- shirt that said like we were just getting tired of men coming up and like robbing us, and we had made these t-shirts that said like what would your mama say? Right. And I think it was at an Amy Winehouse concert and Ramos came up to me and he was like, no, take those off. Like, that is, that is like tacky. Like, no. And he's like, you're better than this. And um, <laughs> he always scared me. So I was like, whatever Ramos says. And then uh, Neil Forrester took a real chance on me and, and hired me and as like my first full-time job at a booking agency with Ramos. I was working with him part-time. Mm. And Neil, to me, like, I remember the day that I went in his office and was like, I, I think that like I would do better if I was running FU full-time and I leave this world. And everybody wants to work with Neil Forrester. Yeah. Like, and I, walking away from that was not easy. And he was amazing about it. And he's still like we're still super close and he's just probably somebody who would rally for me i love me i'm loyal to them both yeah 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 it's crazy that they're two like to me they're legends and like to have that personal conversation with them well ramos has been putting down shows in the city for years uh, um, yes he's brought everybody down you know tribe call quest you know what i mean he's worked with like he's worked with empire a whole bunch of times mm-hmm. back in the days you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying so it's it's definitely it's definitely been something that he's just he's, he's a legend he's a legend he's yep. a legend yep now with you Cola you have many different talents right <laughs> like yeah. there's times that I've, I've hollered at you for the, the, the poetry yes but then I've also had to come through and be my backup singer yes so and in the time when you were coming through to do the backup singing you'd come through with uh, with the homie michael mm-hmm. right y'all were coming from church and stuff <laughs> when you started singing would you start did you start singing in the church yeah yeah i started from a young age around like 10. church would have like um we call it rallies so it's like these concerts was a bunch of different churches come together and mm-hmm. each church would send up a representative mm-hmm. um so that's how i got started in my church i was like one of the youngest but i used to sing with my moms and then for my moms i would just sing solo okay um and then when it was done nice. he was like encore encore and so that's how you know, we raised money so i started in church um when i went to university i was on the gospel choir for four years oh, wow. so it was really like my heart to sing and to sing for god okay 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 so like have you ever like are you a recording artist are you recording stuff no not at all <laughs> you should be yo straight pigs yo. You know i mean especially like i was and i don't want to jump forward too much but like i was listening to the, um, the mixtape um, the, the fu the manhood mixtape mm-hmm. mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying i heard your poem on the end yeah you know what i'm saying I, yo that whole mixtape is fucking fire 
It was good. We're so it was proud good. Of it. Yeah. What? It was a fun project to do. Yeah. <laughs> I, it, it hurts me too because I feel like it should get. It should have got more, more love. It was my fault. I'll take the full responsibility for that. <laughs> the, like that book, we actually brought you a copy of the book. Ah. Um, the book and the mixtape came out at the same time, and um, it was just like my dad was in a coma, and like we'd, we kind of capitalized on the press that we could, but with me not being here, and we're gonna we release it for sure because yeah. it is amazing. Yeah, and we have a whole lot like in time. You yeah, just got an exclusive. That's all. Still <laughs> to be yeah, yeah. Well, for the people who who don't know, go check out that forgiveness project mixtape. It's called the Manhood mixtape. Yeah. Um, it's got features on there from Solitary. You brought you brought back that. It's so easy to slip. Oh my gosh, the guys in the jail love it. That shit gave me windows when I heard yeah, that yeah, coming, yeah, that, yo. And the in the King Rain. Oh my God, mm-hmm. I had to do that. King Rain. Yeah. Listen, when I, I had to eat yeah. that for one of the Instagram clips, mm-hmm. that song gave me tingles, yo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. King Rain was dope. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like a lot of times we don't recognize people until like they're yeah. gone. I feel he's one of those people because he was multi-talented. Like he could sing and rap. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rain was like, my last conversation with him wasn't like the best. And mm-hmm. I always, that always stays on my heart but like he's somebody if, if he was here I mean Rain I miss you so much but if he were here like I know he would be doing some of the programming we're doing yeah. I know he'd be coming and talking at the jails like that's who he was yeah. um, Rain is phenomenal and Rain last, the last conversation I had with him was about his podcast and how excited he was to be moving forward and mm. Yeah. He was gonna start a podcast. He was. He already had a podcast. He was working with Exclaim. Okay. Was he? Wow. Nice. Yeah, he had he had a podcast. And, you know, his voice was perfect for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has that broadcaster voice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are like you and him. <laughs> sex. Voices. Trust me. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah, R.I.P. R.I.P. King oh, Rain. Yeah, sure. Amazing man. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and like to continue with more of the questions, like as we stay into like the music and stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you were nominated as Billboard Magazine's Woman in Music. Mm-hmm. How did that happen? <laughs> I was so young. <laughs> uh, I had just come off of working a really amazing campaign with J. Cole. We did his first tour here. Um, his team was uh, Nirvana and Wayne Barrow. Um, brought him here and, and was just doing some really great stuff with him. And, and at the time, we sort of like... Uh, I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I believe that we were the first people to ever say that he broke the internet. I mean, this was like 2010 when his, I think it was December 4th, 2010, when his mixtape Friday Night Lights dropped. Mm-hmm. And it might have been like the second or third, but I remember it being Sick in December. Mixtape. Yeah, and I just remember overnight it being like waking up and being like, he broke the internet, guys, like his website's down. And I'd just be like being a thing. And um, and from there, I, w- I started working with Neil Forster at the booking agency, and like we were doing like the. Young Jeezy tours and a whole bunch of stuff. So I, yeah. I was young. Myself and Carla Moy, Hustle Girl, were the only two Canadians. Mm. And we lost to Taylor Swift. Wow. <laughs> Yo, was that that J-, J. Cole concert where he did it over at Sudbury? No. This was at Sound Academy. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, was, nice. it was sold out. It was amazing. Wow. Uh, Rich Kid opened. Wow. That Rich, was- Rich Kid opened. Yeah. Former that must guests. have been packed to capacity. Oh my gosh. Former guest. Yeah, yeah. That's the hit that's we love hip hop alumni right there. Mm. You know what I'm saying? He's like episode 
three. Shout out, no, Rich. He's, nice. he's higher than that. It's about five or six, something like that. I know. He's episode three. Is he three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's way back. He's the first time yeah, that we actually used this place. Oh, wow. Yeah, so okay. that's, that's like episode four then, or five. Yeah, we remember three was like... We were just moving around. Oh. Yeah, we were just bumping around. Cause remember the humble child and... That was like number three, I think. Or that was eight. number two. Yeah. Over then, at um. Yeah. So yeah, she was. Yeah, he was number three. Yeah, he was number. Three. No, because then we went to um. <laughs> you guys yeah, but I know he was like in the top in the first like five or six episodes. Okay, I'll tell you because I was just stopping. He was the very like first time we came here. He was the first guest when we came here. Yeah. So number one, we jumped around the bottom, please. Yeah. Oh, number family. two was Humble Child, Humble and, Child. And, uh, and, and uh, Dusty Wallace. Was three grams. Mm-hmm. Number three was Rich Kid, and number four was was, was, uh, but was T. Grams. But we did the T. Grams in Kensington. We did that in Kensington. And then number five, we had T. Major. I or maybe the other way around. Kind of Paradise. Yeah. yeah, we're getting mixed up with our guests, but he was on I the show. I have a question, though. I don't smoke. I don't know anything oh. about weed. What is that you just poured onto your... What is that? Break it down, huh? All right, well, this is Sticky Icky. It's our product. Our, it's what we use so we don't have to lick the blunt. So, like, say you're sick. Yeah. Say you want to smoke, but you don't want to lick the blunt or, you know, whatever. Yeah. We'd use this adhesive, basically. It just helps the blunt not fall apart when you're smoking it. Okay. It's not medicated in any way, shape, or form. It's just an <laughs> adhesive. doesn't get you high. Yeah, it's just a little product that we're... We're trying to bring to market called Sticky Icky. Oh, nice. Sticky I was like, that looks fun. Get yourself some Sticky Icky. Sport smoker. <laughs> yeah. You can follow it on Instagram. There's a page, but we haven't done no posts yet. We're lo- <laughs> well, we are. We're, we're, lazy. We're, 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 we're getting lazy with it. You're fired. Yeah. No, I don't know. We just, yeah. They heard about it on this podcast. There's only maybe one, two people listen. To yeah, it. it's, it's not even that. It's just. <laughs> We had a problem. You mean I got out of bed for one or two people? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? No, we had more than that. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. I'm here just for you two. We're getting close to a thousand followers, and when we get to a thousand followers, we're giving away a can of gar. Bang. I mean, I don't yeah. know what that is. Well, that's basically. It's, yeah, it's, it's like there's no backwoods. It's marijuana fan. It's marijuana leaves. It's marijuana. It's shattered. It's bud. It's a whole nice mixture, melody of stuff. It's a lot of things. It burns for like two hours. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a long burning blunt. It's like a cigar, basically, but it's cannabis. You can inhale it. So, let's let's get, get back on topic. Let's <laughs> get back on topic. Pre-FU project. Uh-huh. Who was your most prized client or your most your biggest thing that you did with the PR? That Before you FU? Yeah. Get cool. J. Cole. J. Cole. I remember um, Del Cowie from Exclaim. He was the hip-hop editor at the time. Okay. And I remember calling him and being like, oh, do I take this J. Cole contract? And he was like, I don't know. Like, he's not really, like, a thing. Everybody who signs to Rock Nation sort of, like, lingers a bit before they reach success. Like, are you? do you want to be a part of that? And I was I remember exactly where I was. I was at Dundas and Church when I was on the call with him. And, um... And, he, and then he called me back a few minutes later. He's like, no, he's dope. You should really work with yeah. J. Cole. I was like, I was already going to. I was just sort of yeah. really interested in whatever. And um, uh, J. Cole was definitely the biggest and most exciting 
Okay, okay, okay. There's some crazy stories that I have from that too. Like I know you didn't ask and I rambled too much. No, tell me, like, no, no, you were gonna ask you, you was gonna get to it. So. <laughs> but what we were on um college street, so he did he was here one night for press and then one night to do a show. Okay. Um and it was great he did flow back when flow was flow and I remember specifically he wasn't they were not supposed to ask about his love life or specific questions and they did anyway, God bless them. Ah. And afterwards we were like we we just need a drink and they just wanted to watch the NBA game. I don't remember what was playing. Um, and so I called Addy, Papa, whose um, cousin owns a place on Church Street. Okay. And I said, can we just have that upstairs? Because I want to take Cole and his team, but without any, like, a lot of publicity. Or, like, Cole was, the show, the show was sold out. Like, he was hot. Right. And, um, like, without a lot of people. And we were sitting up at the bar, and uh, A-Game came up. <laughs> mm. um, and there were a few other people that were here. And it was just, like, this crazy, like this is who's hot in Toronto, like this crazy moment. And I remember being like, oh, I'm going to get fired because they're, you know, all these people are up here and it ended up going over really well. And I know that Cole was uh, really engaging and, and talking with them and took pictures and was so good about it. When Afterwards, I was like, he's going to hate me. He's going to hate me. And he was like, good job, Tara. Nice, nice. <laughs> it was nice. definitely one of those moments where I thought I was going to lose everything. And he was great. J. Cole's phenomenal. Like the, even, you know, the stuff that he's doing is very sincere. I think people get that anyway, but he's very mm-hmm. sincere. He's methodical. He thinks about it. Um, yeah, J. Cole is back to your original question, J. Cole. You know what? Even staying on it for a second, do you think, and this is like a total hip hop nerd question. Okay? I love, you know, I'm a nerd. <laughs> do you think that he had that vision back then when he was still wearing the fucking varsity jackets and all that, that he was just not going to give a fuck about what the system said and like, as, and just do his music for him? Because that's totally what he's on now. Like, he doesn't really care if he sells records or not. He's just like, yo, I'm just going to get my point across the way I want to do it, mm-hmm. and that's that's how what it's going to be. And I know Love he was different than them times. Hmm? Love me or hate me, basically. Basically, right? And back those times, he was clean cut, and like he was a complete different yeah, way than right. he looks now. Yeah, because he has dreads now, right? Yeah, he's got long-ass dreads, dreads now. beard. Yeah. Yeah, he got turned away from a club not too recently in Toronto. In Toronto, because he was yeah. wearing... Cause yeah. Yeah, because his appearance, he didn't look like yeah. who, they, the, who he says he is. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and, they're, and he's like six foot and change on top of it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Life has a way of changing you. Life yeah. has a way of, um, as you go through life, you grow with yeah. it. Exactly. Mm. Uh, your vision, whatever vision you had in the beginning, your vision changes along the way to suit who you become. So. This is true. This is true. You never know what, like, different things along the way, like, just change the direction of things, you know what I'm saying? And, like, even, like, staying with that, right? And I don't want to, like, become Mr. Debbie Downer and the place, but you know, we, we're trying to get the full stories here, right? Yeah, yeah. So, there's a pivotal part of your story, right? Um, that, that you talk about in the FU project and different things, right? Yep. Where, like, you, you, you talk about the pre rape and an after rape. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, can you, and I don't want like the details obviously, but mm-hmm. like, before the FU project, like, how, like, what were the feelings that were going through your head that you were like, you know what, I need to start something because, mm-hmm. like, this is this is affecting me yeah well i was i mean for anybody who doesn't know i'm a rape survivor um and i started fu about six or seven years fu stands for the forgiveness project and i started that about six or seven years after i was assaulted um i think it was like i had seen so uh, there's like a gap so but in between working with point blank and a whole bunch of other stuff i moved to new york and i work with shakira stewart before shakira stewart commits suicide okay and that had like a, a, a profound impact on me because he had everything i wanted I and mean, he had legacy he had respect he had money he had family all these things that like i wanted to achieve right. he had and then he took his life um 
And so coming back here was like, okay, I've, I've worked with some of the biggest guys in the world. I mean, to me, at Cole and Shakir and some of the other guys. I mean, at the time, I worked, it's embarrassing, this will date my age, but I worked Camille Year's Get Up record, mm. which was big at the time. Um, and, you know, he's also a genius in his own right. Yeah. And I'd worked these big things, and I think I'd seen some, like, international level superstars well that's what a superstar is but like yeah i'd seen some big work with some heavies and i think i saw that it didn't matter who you were what you were going through what sort of money you had in your bank account you still have to face yourself yeah. and i think i saw that at a very young age and i was walking across uft campus one day and i saw this um sign for a photo exhibit based on forgiveness when I actually brought ivory with me mm-hmm. i asked ivory to come and, and this idea of forgiveness it was based on a, an art show and I realized, you know, sitting in that that piece, um, sitting and in, in, in watching some of the stuff that was going on, how angry I was at being raped. So, like, I had let a lot of it fester throughout the work piece that I was doing. I, I definitely threw myself into, anybody would know this, like, I threw myself into being a workaholic. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't really ready to tell my story yet. And I think it was when I, people started to trust me a little bit that I... That I went public and started telling my story in the media but this piece around forgiveness was like i'm mad i'm fucking mad like well how does he get to do this and you know i i didn't really i didn't see justice within the justice system and um there's like all these components and sitting there talking about forgiveness was powerful and then i think it changed made a huge change in my heart and within i think a month we had set up an fe project here and now it's always like you know i do a lot of work within the jail system like the guys always it screws them up when i say like i wish him well like i wish him well i the man who raped me i hope he's well and uh i know that messes up with a lot of people but that was that's like the before fu was like i hate him and now it's like you know i hope he's good yeah i I guess that's part of the um, the trend the transformation that happens to the fu project like things that the, the anger that you were holding from things uh, from people the things that they've done to you mm-hmm. you're able to let it go and move on and get rid of that energy you know what I'm saying yeah mm-hmm. keep that negative energy away facts yeah and yeah mm-hmm. but he he has to live with what he did right I yeah. saw him last year I don't know if I ever told you that piece oh no, no. like <laughs> plot twist um I saw him and he was <coughs> I was actually um working at an NBA all-star party mm-hmm. anybody who was everybody was there and I felt like it was one of those moments where I'd worked really hard to be in the same room with like, oh God, <laughs> everybody. Right. Like Alan Everson is beside me. Oh wow! And you know, like like just all these people who are legends to me. And then he walks by, and I'm like, what the fuck? Like you don't get to be here. Like the story for me is that Straight. you are miserable. You don't get to be happy. Like karma, um, you have so much guilt that you can't be seen in public. And I was like, oh, you're happy. So that's not supposed to be how this goes. And that made a a huge impact on me. Like if he's going to be out there, then I... We say that hurt people hurt people. So if he's not well, then he's probably hurting other people. So I wish him well. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, facts. No, yeah. It makes sense. And, you know, with you, Cole, what brought you into, like, the forgiveness project? Yeah, so um, Sarah and I met in 2014. Mm. Um, I had just learned that my son was dying. Mm. And I had a friend on Facebook was like, you need to meet this person. Um, And at the same time, I was in the Remix Project. Uh, Shout out to Remix. It's a dope project. And so what... It's funny because, like, as I heard, as the doctors told me he was dying, I had also just got accepted into the Remix Project. Right. And so I went to them and I was like, I can't, I can't you do can't this do right, right now. now. And um, they had enough love to be like, now, nah, well, you know what, just stay on, 
come in when you can and we'll just work around it. Right. And so one of the days when we weren't in the hospital, I randomly just went for a check-in and brought my son with me. Mm-hmm. And um, I was sitting there talking to somebody and then Tara walks in with her <laughs> dog. And I'm like, wait, is that Tara? And then so as I finished um, the conversation, then we both walked out and we started talking about uh, just being at the hospital and she lived really close. And she was like, well, whenever you go back in, just let me know. Right. So the next time we were in sick kids, yeah. is when she came and she was there like practically every day um my son got to know her as auntie tara <laughs> nice <laughs> and he yeah. loved lunchbox so that, my was, <laughs> that was an interesting little connection yeah. i didn't even know they were working the fb project was working on their second book at the time wow which was um grief loss and acceptance yeah. and so we did a lot of work or they, they did a lot of work around forgiveness and what that looks like and through the whole process myself uh, i went through my, my journey with faith and what that looks like and mm. prayer and mm-hmm. just connecting to community and there was it was youth day right mm-hmm. youth day they brought him up on stage brought Keisha on stage because he was out of the hospital right. and they asked if he'd actually <coughs> to say something I remember my sister was there with me we were in the audience and we're like oh my gosh he's gonna choke he ain't gonna say it. <laughs> there were a lot of people there mm-hmm. and um, Tara had asked him what does forgiveness mean to you and he paused and we're just sitting there like <laughs> say something say something yeah. and then he finally like, he had like a high pitch voice uh, he goes forgiveness means saying sorry to someone else mm. and that was pretty dope yeah. and within a within a month he, he passed away uh, and Tara was like instrumental for my family in like the viewing and the funeral just things I just did not want to deal with yeah. and just um, raising and connecting our faith on another level of, yeah. uh, at times when people just didn't understand what it was to have faith and so from that uh, that sparked this really cool friendship and so inside the book on like the second page or something yeah. like that there's a picture of Keishan and it's just nice. like this is how God connects it that at the time we met she was working on a book on loss and grief yeah. and so I've been rocking with forgiveness ever since we have similar stories yeah. so it kind of just made sense that mm-hmm. we connect and i love just you know connecting to community being a part of it sharing my story inspiring as much people as i can so yeah and, and, and even with with your story like can you give us a little like a little bit more detail like what was he sick with like so k sean is his name we call him kk he was eight years old he was born with um, Duchenne's muscular dystrophy. Okay. And so what that is, is a, de- a deterioration of your muscles over time. Mm. But when he was born, the doctor said he'd have until like 18. They said maybe by 10 he'll be in a wheelchair, but yeah. typically those kids pass away at 18. Right. Uh, at age 8, we had gone for a regular checkup. We check up once a year to see how his heart function is doing. Between October and February his heart had decreased to 5% heart function. They said they'd never seen anything like that. They didn't know what to do. They just said, there's nothing we can do for you. Wow. They they actually said, I'm sorry, he's probably going to pass away this week. And it was my birthday weekend. And so they tried to get me to sign like a do not resuscitate. And each time they thought he was going to pass, he lived. And so with that, we uh, connected to like Sick Kids Hospital, Mm -hmm. Make-A-Wish, sent my whole family to Disney World, um, went to the Honda Indy, like we just did a lot of stuff in those six months yeah. and I really just made a lot of memories it got to the point where I don't even think we thought he was going to die mm-hmm. right 
because he, he contracted congestive heart failure so we just we're like oh he's just super he's just gonna keep shocking them each time yeah. Yeah. so the morning um that he passed was i think i had messaged you about coming um the nurse and i had gotten him up out of bed because he said he had to go to the bathroom and as we stood him up his legs fell and he fell in my arms and as a i put him back on the bed he was gone Wow. And so then Terry came over and it just like started from there. I think that day I was peaceful. I was calm. Yeah, it was, like, it was, <laughs> that's how I hold their subject, but that's how I know God is so real. And Rochelle, your sister's in the room. Yes. And uh, yeah, shout out Rochelle. Yeah. Hi Rochelle. Sorry. <laughs> But I, I just think that she's so powerful in this as well. Like, I remember walking into the hospital, and she's sitting there, and she was calm, and you were calm, and, and your mm. sister was like, he's passed away. Mm. And I was like, how am I more emotional than anybody else? But it was amazing to watch the two of them just be, go through it and be so resilient. Yeah, that day was interesting. I told everybody they couldn't come in if they are going to cry. Like, yeah. if you don't cry, just stay in the hallway, because we ain't crying in here. We just try to stay in peace. So. Yeah. 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 R.I.P. K.K. R.I.P. K. Sean. Yes, for sure. And, and and it's great that the Forgiveness Project even exists, you know what I'm saying? It's, these are things that the community needs, right? For sure. Like, and, and, and even with, with, with you, Tara, like, take me through the process of, like, the first speaker mm. meeting, like, the, like, the stress okay. and, like, making sure everything, the seating, everything must have been, like, a crazy time. Oh, my gosh. It was crazy. I didn't, we didn't know what to do. We didn't know what to expect. I invited five people up mm. uh, to tell their stories. One was Rapper Decisive. Mm. Um, one was a guy named Foots from I don't know if he still raps, but he was from East Side Up. Okay. Um, it was in the East End. Um, our uh, gospel singer Leah. Can't remember who else was there. Anyway, they all talked about what forgiveness looked like in their lives, and their stories were so different. So it ranged from like forgiving their fathers to um, one of the. It's a hundred percent. And one of the other pieces that was was really crazy and I didn't expect it was this man who, who came up and was like, I don't really have a whole lot to say. And then got pretty emotional and said that he needs to forgive himself for um, selling drugs to a pregnant woman who lost her child. Wow. And he's like, I've been carrying that for years. And, um, you know, this is the place where he has it. And, and I was looking around like, oh, my gosh, people are going to think this is bad. Like, how do we're not saying that's acceptable? Like, I hope that it's, it's really clear that we're saying forgiveness is very different than like accepting of the crime right. or whatever it was. Um, but it was that remix mm -hmm. and uh, actually Biz got up at the Biz came and he was at the end he came up and he did this whole entire he just like, felt compelled to speak and he talked about um, his forgiveness in his own life around his dad and his mom and, and uh, just, it was just like everybody just had this moment of like fuck the bullshit for a second like this is what's really this is what's really going on yeah. and we then we did the second one very soon after and what, what year was that 2010 2010 mm -hmm. wow December 10th 2010 wow yeah wow. seven years and I, I remember I came in I did one in 2011 or maybe 2012 at Manifesto the basement right no we were over at Remix Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 we used the room over a remix. Yeah. I don't remember exactly what the subject matter was that day. I just knew I would just have to go up there and just tell my story about mm -hmm. like, my, my, my alcoholism and the different people who I felt that I hurt at the time that like, yeah. I was just drinking and going crazy and just, you remember those times? Oh, I remember those times. <laughs> what? I, I, Some of the stories, your war stories. Oh my God. Some of your war stories, Friday. 
They'll just keep them in the in the in the chest. I knew him only to only to buy shots at the bar. That's the only way yeah. that I knew you. Yeah, 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 yeah. I those times and you know it's they're not those stories are not locked away. I know. You know, I got my sober, blog. The sober MC. Yeah, and, and I and I did, yeah the sober MC blog and it helps people and like I just let it all out in there. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have yeah. to. And and you know one of the ones and this is I'm totally like sidetracking. That's fine. One of the ones that started making that blog boost in its in its readership is the forgive me to forgive you mm. mm-hmm. and that one was inspired right after i did the the Definitely. same the yep. same speaking yeah nice and i was like i went home and i was like bam 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 wrote out one of those and i published it and then i just started to see my numbers jump like it went from just getting like 50 readers like everything to like all of a sudden like 200. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it just started growing from there. I think people connect with the idea of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter sure. who, what, where you're been or what's going on. Give yeah. them a level of peace that they don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Yeah. To know that somebody else has done something, and we—I mean—we try to purposely put out stories out there that could be considered like shock value <laughs> to say yeah. like if forgiveness works in that story, how does it work in your own? Because we—I really believe in it. Yeah. Sorry, I cut you off. No, it's okay. No, like forgiveness, yeah, played a big part for me reconnecting with my pops. Oh wow! Yeah, tell us about it. Like, man. well, I haven't seen my dad physically since I was like six, mm-hmm. right? And then we talked when I was like twenty-one, and that's when I was like, wow. You're still awesome. twenty-one, aren't you? Well, <laughs> thank you, but no. <laughs> but um, when I was twenty-one, he called me one day talking about he's gonna come down and. I was in a point in my life where I wanted to hear what he had to say, so I told him some things he wasn't happy to hear. Mm. You know, and he was like, yeah, I'm coming down, but he never showed up. Long story short, fast forward, 2010, and we ended up reconnecting. And he was kind of apprehensive to talk to me on the phone because he thought I was that that same person 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And I had to flat out tell him, like, yo, that person is gone. I'm not that same person who I was 10 years ago. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So whatever I said then, I got it off my chest. And I'm just looking to know you now going forward. I don't need any explanation for what happened in the past. That's in the past. I forgive you. And now we move forward and we talk to the point where now he called me last week. Like, well, this year, he called me the first time ever on my birthday. And yeah. I, was, I was shocked. Like, it caught me totally off guard. Yeah. And then, like, last week, the man called me like, yo, why are you not calling me? Like, what, what? Like, so, yo. Is he in Toronto? No, he's not in Toronto, right? He's in Calgary. Okay. So, he's like, why aren't you calling me? Like, yo. Mm. I, I, I was kind of taken back because it's like, you know, like I don't, we don't have a relationship like that. We barely, we just started talking on the phone, but now I'm gonna make a more conscious effort to call him more because obviously he's reaching out to a point where yeah. he thinks that's what he needs to do. So I'm like, you know what? I gotta give him a second chance. And it's kind of, it's kind of funny because Tona, in a way, helped me with that also mm. with some of his lyrics off of one of his tracks. Shout out to Tona. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So it was like. And I was like, yo, my dad did some stuff. And he's like, yo, when I was 23, I was doing some shit too. Mm. Like, my mom's on her second chance. You know what? I can give this guy a second chance. And it's mm-hmm. like, that really touched me. Because, like, you know what? It's so true. Because mm-hmm. I can't really... I don't know the whole story. Yeah. You know? So I have to just... Like I said, I put it behind me and I just move forward now. And we're in a place now where, like I said, he called me last week. Like, yo, why aren't you calling me? Mm. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So I think you touched on an amazing point. It's like, we always... <coughs> 
I don't, I don't want this to come across wrong, but like, you know, if somebody's done us wrong, we like create the narrative for them. Like they're a bad person. They did this. When we were, like, we honestly don't know that, and like oh, tend gosh. to glorify ourselves as the victim, and like we don't know what's been, what's been going on, and whenever I'm working with people I'm just trying to like get the bare facts like how mm. old were they where were they in their life hurt people hurt people like I think that's a, well, I think what you touched on is just, like so powerful in that lesson mm-hmm. perspective yeah, yeah. understanding where people are um, a year after a year I think it was a year after my son passed away um, I wrote this poem uh, about forgiving my son's father mm. for not coming to the funeral for not never coming to the hospital yeah. um, and a big part of that was understanding where he was at mature wise and he wasn't ready to handle being a father yet much less the father to someone with a disability mm, and I yeah, feel like yeah. sometimes when we put ourselves in other people's shoes it doesn't necessarily make it right but we can understand a little bit of why they might have done such a thing and acted certain ways and said what they said and yeah, that yeah. lends and like opens the door a little bit to forgiveness yeah for sure yeah definitely, for sure definitely definitely and it, you know there's too many times and like the story that, that you have and it's, it, it matches the story that I have like we get angry at our fathers that weren't there you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I created a narrative in my head too for my dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The first time I've spoken to him and I've never met him physically is on the phone like three years ago. And where's he? He's in Ghana. Okay. You know wow. what I'm saying? Yeah. I've never met him in the physical. Mm. So, I, you know what I mean? I have a couple of memories of my pops. Like, mm. it's messed up. Like, yo, I'm literally like a doppelganger of my father. Mm. Like, it's messed up. Like, I look at him and I see myself. Yeah. People look at him and they see me. It's like, yo, yeah, man, that's your dad. There's no, there's no if, ands, or buts. That's your dad. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, it's crazy. It's like, I never expected it that I would turn out to look so much like my father, but I really do. Yeah. Like, versus even my, my older brother, where his story is the same as, because I know he's, he has to forgive my pops on a different level. Mm. Like, he's kind of mad at me. For stuff that my dad did and i know it, it is it's true because of some of the things he says you know what i'm saying but i just i don't watch that and i just let him deal with himself as how he deals with himself because yeah. we have the same similar story it's just we're years we're not that we're a couple years apart right. so like when my pops left jamaica my brother was six mm. when my pops left me i was six you understand what I'm saying? So we have that same connection. Yeah. It's just, I was born here and you were born in Jamaica. Yeah. So he feels more like, he doesn't say it, but I can tell. He's like upset that I was born here and he wasn't like, yet. like I had time with like, buddy, the same six years you had with that, I had the same six years with him. So it's just different time. Again, I was yeah. born here, you were born there. Yeah. So I like, yeah. So whatever. It is what it is. I still love my brother, you know, and, we just gotta move forward from there, but yeah. So he has his own, like all of my sisters, they both oh, can't say nothing bad about my dad. Mm. You know what I'm saying? They both, oh, they love him. And they, he dealt with him the same way, but they just, he he figured them out. Yeah. You know what I'm The males, he can't really figure out the males in my family. But whatever, it's a well, working process. A lot of times it's harder for us to find forgiveness too. We'd be, yeah. we'd be, we'd be out there living some hard lives and shit mm. too, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like even like, the, the, the one that I came and filmed not too long ago, I think it was last year. Oh, yeah, the, Toronto is on Kings. Yeah, yeah. that one um, with JB, yeah. Frankie Payne. Yeah. Oh, my um, gosh, shout out Frankie Payne. That's the fam. You know what I'm saying? Trader Rhyme Animal. That's yeah. the fam, too. Uh, we um, blood, but that's you know, the fam. We love hip hop alumni. Jelly Soul was outside. Yeah. yeah. It was like the craziest. Yeah, you, you were there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we were, oh. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. You know what I'm talking about? Some 
I'm thinking about a show because I've seen you at many of hip hop shows. And we've crossed paths plenty of, plenty of times at shows and stuff like yeah. that. Right. No, but that was dope. So I just mix that whole situation up. And let's not forget the next, the, the, the last gentleman. I don't remember his name. The, the guy. Oh, Q. Q. Yeah. Yeah. Pastor Q. Pastor Q. He, he, was, he was telling a sick story. I posted that earlier too. He was telling a dope story just about like our mentalities in the hood and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and like to correlate to what we're, what we're talking about with this, like we're out there on the streets and different things like that. Like those are consequences that maybe we might have not had to live the father being around mm-hmm. so that helps to build up that wall that we create towards them this yeah. is my this is my opinion I, I want to speak for you you know what I'm saying well it's accurate it's accurate you know what I mean but I, I know with my own experience like I'm like motherfucker like where were you when I had to be on the fucking road selling crap nigga like, where the fuck were you, you that know what was, that's what I was alluding to when I was saying I was a different person 10 years like 10 years ago when I was 20, when I, well, I'm older than that, well, more than 10 years ago. Yeah. When I was in my 20s and I had that conversation with my father, I was in the streets living the nightlife and really just a different person, you know? Mm. And yeah, like when I basically, he, I don't know what he had in his mind, but when I said what I had to say, he wasn't, like I said, he wasn't ready. And he, he didn't know how to deal with it because he probably was thinking oh, it was going to be a different reception and I was going to be open arms mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I was like, nah, nah, nah. You want to meet? We can meet up at the corner of King and Duffer. This is where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah. Boom. Like, yeah, come meet me on road. You know what I'm saying? I'm on road. I'm doing like this is, you know what I mean? And he, yeah. obviously it wasn't time for him. And then, like I said, I sourced him out and now we have a better relationship. And I, you know, whatever time, you know, you grow with, you grow with time. Yeah, and that's powerful. And okay. let's break down the, the forgiveness levels now, sure. right? There's like the forgiveness of self. Yeah. Right. Oh, for sure. Um, the forgiveness of another person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Being forgiven. Yeah. And then the forgiveness from the world or from God or like yeah, whatever, whatever your belief is. Whatever that. your belief is. Your belief system. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, how do you come up with that concept, bro? Or that just come up with itself? No, that's a that's like a, a well researched. Um, through like research institutes and um, we did some really amazing partnerships with Desmond Tutu mm-hmm, and that was a model that they had uh, created through a lot of research that they done like everybody was either fitting into one of these four categories so I can't take credit for that at all but I think when you break it down like that it's like yeah they make sense and these are you kind of fit into one or ten of four yeah. <laughs> sometimes I'm like I fit in there like six times yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that was the Desmond Tutu project and let's, let's talk about the book mm-hmm okay um how, how this is the second book. That's the third. Oh, third, third, third book. Oh. Yeah. Yo, you know what? So the first book is. I know he thinks we have one out. Yes. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> the book that you wrote. I'm like, which one? Which one? <laughs> yeah, so so there's three books. Yeah. I thought y'all were on. So this is the this is the third of the three of a, of a yeah, and we're a about trilogy. to our fourth one coming. Wow. Oh. Our fourth one will be out March 17, So the first one is called. Um. What the first one was on violence. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. violence, and then the second one is called uh, grief. 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 Okay, and then this is the F you forget. That's okay. manhood. Man, oh, man, yes, manhood. Manhood, and then the, new, the next one is for women. Nice. And nice. it'll be released on Women's Day, 2018. So tell me about the process of bringing from the first book together. For people like myself who don't know what Women's Day is, what, what day is that? <laughs> um, International Women's Day is a day that the entire world um, just recognizes the significance of women. I personally, it's a day where I. Uh, just like really try to rally around the amazing women in my life and like mm-hmm. no Trump. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, is this the, the, the thing with the pink? 
No. Pads? Okay, my bad. No, this has been in, in existence for a really, okay, long, really okay. long time. But you don't talk about the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Um, the first book was interesting because we had received funding from the city of Toronto, and at the time I was surrounded by, like, I mean, I still am, but, like, a lot of hip-hop uh, community, a lot of street guys, a lot of like uh, people who have these amazing stories, and I wanted this one first on violence because I felt like a lot of people that I knew at some capacity were dealing with like post traumatic stress. Oh, disorder. we all have post traumatic stress, mm-hmm. especially in the hood. Last week. Especially in like yeah. in the hood. Yeah. They don't they don't classify it, but like my reason why I moved from Falstaff to Parkville, like I know my mom suffered from PTSD. I didn't like at that time. I thought it was woo, wow, wow, whatever. But in the, when I look back now, as an adult, and my yeah. mom's like, yeah, she she definitely has had PTSD from that experience, and even just dealing with police in general mm. in the community, a lot of people have PTSD. I know myself. I have PTSD from dealing with the police. Yeah, you yeah. understand what I'm saying? And yeah, so. Just in my, looking back in my I knew she, from what happened, she has it also. You mm. know what I'm saying? And that's big yeah. in all communities, not just in the hood. But right. that's why, like, a lot of young men deal with it, but they're not diagnosed. They, right. they just deal with it and think, oh, I just got an issue that I'm doing. But they don't really realize yeah. that they have post-traumatic stress. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to recognize that we have post-traumatic stress, not because we went to war. Yeah. But because of the stuff that we grew up with, you went to war in your own ways. Though. Exactly, yeah. like exactly, went to yeah. war, but not went to war. Yeah, but but people are still going to war right now in the streets. People are dying; they're getting shot. So mm-hmm. we literally are in a war. Yeah, you understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of these kids that have PTSD and don't even realize it. Well, because there's a stigma in the black community about mental health exactly. and what that means That's and what that looks big, like very big, and what very the names big are. Nobody wants to label of exactly. depression. Nobody wants to be labeled. That's Nobody the wants thing. To label. Nobody wants to be labeled as, oh yeah, I have PTSD or mm-hmm. I have this disorder or I have, because then people tend to make fun of them. Right, or then they tell yeah. you you need to go see somebody, exactly. you need to go talk to somebody, exactly. work those issues out, exactly. and nobody wants to talk to nobody like that. We just <laughs> want to deal with it within our own circle. But sometimes our own circle aren't the ones who can help exactly. us. Exactly, so we have to seek that help, but we don't realize it. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and who are some of the, con- the contributors to like the first book? The first one, Cardi wrote the foreword, mm-hmm. Cardinal Fischel. Uh He wrote this great piece on, on violence prevention. Um, oh my God. <laughs> so long ago and I have cough medicine in me um, <laughs> um, For, because she's sick because I'm because sick. she just wants no. to dab in the lean she's sick okay she's I'm sick. sick you can hear it she's um, sick okay she's not she's not double cupping over here okay? she's sick she got two tea bags it looks like chamomile or something in her cup but she's not no styrofoam cups yeah no styrofoam cups over here um, but yes go on sorry uh, one of my favorite pieces in that. Well, actually, I don't know. Would you have ever known L, the twelfth letter? Do you I know I've L? Heard a name before. L wrote this piece. Actually, when I was out in Nova Scotia last week, I used it as a, as part of the curriculum. He wrote this amazing piece comparing um, a bullet to words. Mm-hmm. That was really good. Um, a young guy named Shala who's been riding with FU for a long time. He's from the East End. He wrote this awesome piece. Um, there's so many who have gone on to become great writers. Jeff Rolstein. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, and I'm screwing up because it's not in front of me. But there's a lot of. In that night, we did um, uh, the book launch. Mm. Rob Ford was uh, not in 
attendance and I think it was because like our project kind of threw people off a bit we invited Uh, him but he had a rep come and like deliver this big um, certificate on behalf of the mayor and was like shout out to the Rob Ford he's Rob Ford one of the best Toronto mayors ever Mm -hmm. I don't care about his crack or drug (laughs) problem he's a real he's a real person we all have our stories and the crazy part is that um Two years ago, I had actually posted about this on Instagram. Mm. Um, I hit up his manager, not his manager. His um, I'm such a rapper. I'm such a rapper. His representative. Oh, somebody who does his day to day stuff. Yeah, his assistant or his rapper, something like that. Yeah, and I was like, I was just interested in if Rob Ford would be uh, would do a piece in this manhood book, and they responded and said, "Don't you think that title is a little offensive?" And I was like. Have you met Rob Ford? Oh, yeah, that's great. They made a movie about him. Like, come on. Yeah. Why would that be offensive? What the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm so, oh, sorry. Wow. So, wow. There's so many different things I want to get to, yo. I know. Well, I probably don't have time. Okay. I'm going to ask you all a couple more questions. Um, let's see here. Let's get into the mixtape. Okay. Um, now, spoken word. Mm-hmm. Let's talk. How do you get into the, doing the spoken word thing? Because you, you, you're a singer. Did you start doing the singing or the spoken word? No, first? she told you she started singing in church. Yeah, I started singing in church. So how did you evolve into the spoken word? Um, I used to write in school. Okay. And my teacher basically said I was no good. She kept giving me C's and F's. <laughs> and so when I moved to Toronto, I was in this apartment, this building called 1900 Shepherd Human House. Mm. And so we had programming in the basement. So I had this really dope mentor, like really, really, really dope mentor, Motion. Okay. No, they I got Motion, right? Really dope MC, love her, and she was like, "No, you have a talent." And we started um, literature for life. She was running that program, mm-hmm. so we started just writing on topics. And for me, no matter what subject she gave me, I was able to write something, put words to paper. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, and she challenged us to do. We wrote about an earthquake one day. We wrote mm-hmm. about just different things, and I just started just doing this different. I wrote about a shoelace one day. I wrote about a cell phone one day. I just started challenging myself musically, right. and I always say that. I'm not necessarily a writer with proper grammar. I don't, I don't speak with like the grammatical stuff. I speak and I write how I talk. Right. So That's I'll come the best up. way to do it, though. It is. Especially for me. When I'm reading it, you're going to hear my voice. You don't understand who I am. Mm. And so, because of that, I just started writing. And she uh, connected me to a few people. This project called The Amy Project. Okay. Artists Mentoring Youth. Got into that. Started playwriting. And so, oh, wow. my okay. first play and my first like acting thing with writing was depicting my fourth rape mm. and so I played it was a woman show I played both the rapist and mm. the girl who got raped and my intentions was to get into the mind of a rapist what was he thinking what could it have been and just really putting myself in his shoes like I preach I did the same thing put myself in his shoes and I wrote a piece from his perspective and I flipped it and did it from my perspective and it was really powerful and I, I owe my writing stuff to, to motion so now when I look at um, I'm editing my autobiography my memoir and mm. it's a story it's a combination of storytelling and poetry the beginning really like I'm just so grateful that I've been on this journey that I was um kind of pushed into it and given the opportunity so yeah definitely shout out to Motion on that one yeah shout out to Motion and, yeah. and you 
you definitely have a seriously powerful story like yeah you put that in a book yeah. one I'm reading that in like one night <laughs> you know what I'm saying cause like I'm gonna be glued in you know what I mean just like even from different times meeting you and different times from hearing different parts of your story mm-hmm. I'm just like there's so many different things and yeah. just the fact that I always see you smiling and you're always happy that shows strength. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my strength comes from God, man. This in the book, you you'll see when it comes out, you'll see it. There's a lot of different stories of living in Jane, Jane and Shepherd, and moving mm. down to Parkdale, and just the transitions. And my mom was on Tinder. I live on Dufferin. Yeah, I lived on. Friend. Yeah, uh, so That's beautiful. It's, it's been a journey. There's so many different stories in there yeah. about little things I did in the hood to survive in school, and so I can I can say God has brought me through all of that. The, the, for the fact that I'm still standing, like you'll see some of the stories, and I'm just like shaking my head. Like I went to Windsor. I met a guy. It's, it's totally off topic, but I met a guy in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, and he told me his sister had, uh, or he could hook me up with a car. So I took the train to Windsor to mm-hmm. go meet his mama and his family. Didn't buy a car, but I took $400 and a truck ride back with his sister and leather couches. Like, mm-hmm. like a wow. three-piece leather couch set that I have in my house. And like, <laughs> <laughs> how do you do that? And just not, nothing bad happens to you, right? And yeah. it's only the grace of God. So that's, that's my strength is from that. And that's why I keep smiling because... Yo, when you get to the bottom and you can rise and you can bounce back, yeah. you know, and it's something greater than yourself. Sacrifice for bigger for uh, bounce backs or something like that. Or, or the other one, God don't give us nothing that we can't handle. Exactly. And that's what I had to learn. Like even like in like my incarceration time. Though, it's so, so yeah. true though. It's so like, true. Am I gonna get through this? And like I'm like. Yo, there's people who are like doing life right now. So yeah. Yeah. Straight up, there's some people that ain't gonna, that aren't going home. Yeah. yeah. I know one of the realest talks when I was incarcerated. I'm down and out. You know, I'm thinking like, how am I gonna beat this? How can I get out and get back to my stupid fucking shit that I thought was important? Hmm. And my mom's like, you know what, man? If you can't do the time, don't do the crime, right? Mm-hmm. And she's like. You're at the point where you might as well just do what you have to do and come home. Just get it over with yeah. and come home. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fuck, that's the real shit I have to do with right now. And that's yeah. basically what I did. Yeah. I buckled down, did what I had to do till it was my time to go home. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's right. Yeah. And it's yeah. So. There's been guys that I work with inside who were supposed to be released um, for whatever reason weren't. And then found out that somebody was shot at a place that they would have been or like something that's very close. And I just keep saying that like, I know this is hell and I'm, I leave so like mm. what do I know but mm-hmm. I always believe that if you're especially if you're stuck in here for another few weeks like there's a good chance all these guys were like I want to go out for the summer I'm like why? that's the hottest time on that's the hot excuse you like stay <laughs> like stay inside you'll be yeah. fine yeah, at least at least so like Mama Tara doesn't work <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? yeah a lot like, of people are dropping out man yeah um and okay last couple questions I have here the Manhood Mixtape, right? Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of people on there. Um, yeah. You got Corey D's, IRS. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Solitaire. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Jordan from yep. over there in the East Coast. Yep. You know what I mean? You got King Rain, R.I.P. King Rain. Rest in peace, King Rain. You know I mean? So tell us about the process of getting all them rappers together to do a mixtape. Uh, amazing. It was, uh, the first day we started recording was, um, actually the same day as the Much Music Video Awards. Mm-hmm. So we recorded in the morning and then went to go do the red carpet with Rich Kid like four hours later. Okay. But it was also Father's Day. So I think it was like yeah. June, June something. And we took, uh, we just basically put this call in and said, anybody who hates Father's Day, do you want to come record? Yeah. And we had these young kids, like they're like nine, 10, probably mm-hmm. even a bit younger and saying like, my dad's not around. Father's Day means nothing. I just want to get, come again in the studio. Right. And um, that was the first session that we did. Um, and then we just Solitaire actually like shout out to Solitaire for being so instrumental in all this at his studio Mm. um, pulled in Rain did the sessions with everybody um, and Rain was in the studio with Rain when he uh, sorry Solitaire was in the studio with Rain when he did that piece so um, and we kind of had to like pull a few favors because we're like we have this little mixtape like we don't really know what we're going to do with it still hasn't been released formally hey Jordan like we know you're a big deal do you want to come and hang with us for a bit and thankfully everybody was so gracious and did it yeah, and that, that 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 came out dope because I listened to it the other day and I was just like, this yeah, is fire! This needs to be. Yeah, we're gonna re-release it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> um. Okay. Last question that I have here. <coughs> um. And then I'm gonna wrap it up with something here. One name. Tyra Banks. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! You did it! Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, but I don't. Do you know? What do you know about it? Maybe you don't know the whole story and why it's embarrassing. That's my question. Why was it embarrassing? I don't want to know the bird. It hurts a lot. Okay, well, I mean, yeah, I was on the Tyra Banks show about ten years ago, right before they did the um, actor strike. Okay. I was in New York already. The show was called Guess My Salary. Mm-hmm. And I was on as one of like three people who they were going to set up with dream jobs. And that's how I got set up with uh, this entertainment lawyer who hooked me up with Chameleonaire. Mm-hmm. And so, the <laughs> so embarrassing. So my dad served time in, in um, Dubai. He was overseeing some of the stuff that was going on in Afghanistan. Okay. Military. The whole family's military. And um, he got a special like... TV and was able to watch, you know, in Dubai, like watch his daughter be on the Tyra Bank show. Like this is amazing. And then it was like, Tyra's like, "Welcome, Tara." And I walk out onto the platform and like, definitely fell. I definitely mean, fell and brought her down with me. Like, oh, definitely. took her down. Both of us. Nice. Like, it definitely happened. Is she tall as fuck? Yeah. She's stunning, but she's she's very big. And uh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> Is she like six foot and change? Oh, yeah. She's, she was wearing heels, too. Yeah, she's big. <laughs> she's tall. I remember wow. sitting beside her being like, my thighs are as big as Tyra's. Like, she's big. Like She's like an Amazon. Yeah, and that's, she has such a presence about her because she can. Yeah, she's yeah. really tall. Yeah. That was mortifying. Oh, my gosh, that was mortifying. And then they didn't play it here for a while after because of this, the actor strike. Mm. So they played it on here, and I was like, I'm Tara. I'm from Toronto. I want to work in hip-hop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my well, God. It was an embarrassing moment, but you had positive things that came out Always. of it. Always. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, but that falls. Yeah, you finessed everything. You finessed it. <laughs> you brought Tyra down with me. <laughs> <laughs> she won't forget you. <gasps> she won't forget you. Why was the Instagram not around? That she time? won't <laughs> forget you. She won't forget you. You never seen it? What? It's out there? 
It, like you, I went super high pitched. Just I, this is not a YouTube thing. I'm surprised you didn't find it. Uh, yeah, because you seem to pull out all the yeah, he digs stuff. the internet crazy in, on the internet. He's a crate digger. Um, but so there's so you got a makeover on this show just to even be on the show so they, they had this policy like no piercings or anything so I really? just, you know, had, at the time I had like a bunch of facial piercings to take it all out cover up my tattoos I had a bunch of tattoos and um, at the end they have the person who like does your style like, come out and talk a little bit about what it was like mm-hmm. and I was like Tara's just a mess. <laughs> I was like, okay, thanks, international television. Like, let's rally. Wow. He was, they were crazy brutal over there. Eh? Yeah, he was like, she came in saying she wore a size 6 because they have to get you size. And she's like, she was a size 8. Oh, <laughs> yeah, was like, her hair is a mess. Like, it was just crazy. They, they um, It was so crazy. They, they What's he called? Spray? Not the spray tan, but like spray. Airbrush. 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 They airbrushed eyebrows on me. What? <laughs> That's crazy. It was a really crazy experience for being so young. Like you see how fake everything is. Like yeah, it sure. looked real on TV, but the smoke and the mirrors. Oh yeah. Hey. We know. We all know about that. It's the misperception, you know. You yeah. know we're point over there where we go that way. But, yeah. Yeah. You know. That's crazy. Yeah, and you know we do actually have a session called uh, or a segment called Smoke and Mirrors. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. It's coming up right after I ask you the next. And question. we need to yeah. we're going to soon start a new one called Get It Off Your Chest. Get these people to call in. Yeah. Good. Get nice. some people to call in and say what they got to say because some people, you know. Let's talk about it right now. Yeah, I mean, and, and Smoke and Mirrors. Right before we get to the Smoke and Mirrors, and I really appreciate. Y'all let him pick yes. your brains of all these things. Family. Interview. You know what I'm saying? And one, one, one last thing I want to ask, okay? Um, you said once, the toughest thing faced far is um, keeping my identity and vision throughout my journey. Mm. What inspired that quote right there? You remember I, know, I, I do. I know exactly where you read it. Um, yeah, because I think, like... I think yeah, when I was young, it was like, oh, she was like a rape victim, and then she's this white girl in hip hop, so she must be a hoe. And then it was like, before any of this, I used to sing, mm. so it was like it was, it was like, um, I always, I, I can't explain why I love hip hop. Like I, as a young, like every Tupac lyric, like I always loved the East Coast. Like Big Al was like my lullaby. Like I can't like explain it. And so it was trying to make sure that I stayed true to who I was, especially as like you know, you know me for a long time. I believe mm. in God's very sincere to me, so. It was like, how do I maintain all of these things right. in a world that's so like pulling you against, like the, kind of that? How do you be in the world but not of it? And so, I, like people would always be like, how are you in this entertainment industry? Like, how are how you do doing? You be it? in the world but not of it. Ooh, bars, Tara! Oh my god! You're not a rapper no more, Friday. Stop it. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna. <laughs> That's the name of the episode right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we figured so out. But I think like even like it it always goes back to that I saw a lot at a young age. Like I'm talking like dodge bullets and like at concerts and like was just seeing stuff that was very real. Very yeah, young. Yeah, yeah. Very, very, very young. And um just saying like what matters and what doesn't and this world you know we posted something on instagram a few days ago and i don't like memes but this resonated with me it was like why do we keep changing ourselves for people who don't even know who they are mm. i was like that's right so i'm just gonna still continue to be this naive white girl that somehow is doing okay sometimes it's better for them to think that you're dumb and then you can sneak attack them with the smarts you mm. know what i'm saying yeah Trust yeah yeah, yeah. You. 
So let's let's get into our smoke and mirrors and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. I need to get some kind of a sound effects for the smoke and mirrors thing. Do something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, put it on the spot. Do <laughs> so I want to try to stay in the, um, the, the, the the vein of what we what we've been doing earlier, what we've been talking about earlier, because you know. A lot of the smoke and mirrors <coughs> is a lot of fuckery, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I can admit that, like, the, sh- the shit that 21 Savage is doing today is not the most important things in the world, you know what I mean? Well, it is a hip-hop show, and we love to follow the rappers and listen to their music, and their whole story and all that shit is super interesting, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we can talk about a few things here. Um, actually, let's talk about some important shit. Um, Janelle Hill. Mm. Or Janelle Hill. She got suspended. The suspension. She got suspended. Two weeks suspension for her tweets that she said when she was encouraging people not to boycott the NFL, which was her second tweet, but (laughs) nobody really paid attention to the second tweet. They're on the first one where she's like, you need to look at the advertisers and these people around instead of looking at the players. You know what I mean? Because people are kind of bashing the players. Hey, Neil, stand up. Neil, stand up. It's it's turning into fucking musical chairs over there on the football field. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Nobody knows what they want to do. They changed the narrative of what it was supposed to be. Yeah. And and even when we were talking about last week, does anybody even remember what the point was in the first place why Cap was kneeling? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, that narrative is still there. People still remember that black lives are being lost for like heinous reasons, right? But it's all being enthralled now into the sports. So if you're a sports caster or a sports, you know, announcer of any type or, you know, it's gonna it's gonna come up. Why can't Trump get a two week suspension? This was this you know, this was a question that was asked. Suspension. <laughs> they need to impeach him. I know, but if like but if they impeach him, who's gonna take his place? Another flunky. Mm. Right. Well, the thing is, he's allowed to come with his bars because after she got her suspension, he jumps on Twitter. Ran, ran, ran. This is why uh, ESPN has been sh- sh- uh, losing in the ratings from time and da 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 da. Yeah, well, he's a troll. <laughs> like, straight up. That's straight up troll bar. He's a troll. Like, yeah. You're the president of the United States, and this is what you do with your time. This is what you think is important to get out there and tweet. Cause you gotta talk to people because there's fake news the shit you tweet is fake news man like yo just stop man just did you guys like see this yeah what were your thoughts on this like as women in the like in the industry and like trying to like didn't she tweet from her own personal account yeah 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 i when i was watching it unfold and even fighting it with a suspension i was like she's going to do some amazing stuff with this like this is not I don't know her personally, but I was definitely aware of her before it happened. And like, she's not somebody who's going to fester on this. She's going to blow it up and in in such a positive way and make her mark on all this. And that's exactly what I expect her to do. And anything less, I think, would be giving in to what is going on. But I think she's going to probably do a lot of crazy speaking engagements and like really build up her brow and be like, yeah, because we need that right now. I'm just saying as a woman. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say is that we definitely need more people to stand up for what they believe in, stand up for what they say and not take it back and not feel the pressure of society but to actually stand forward. As society gets crazier and crazier, we're going to need the individuals who know how to stay firm and stand against what they, you know, what they believe. And the thing is, at least her platform speaks loud enough that when she says (laughs) it, it makes a reaction where, like, even, like, these 
NFL people or ESPN are like, no, you can't say that because if she only had like a hundred people on her Twitter and nobody yeah. gave a shit, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Here's my question, and I'm gonna add some spice to the pot. <laughs> you got this, Cola. <laughs> if she was a white announcer, do you think she would have got the two week suspension? No. No. Not even close. She could have been out there saying a whole lot, a lot worse. You know what I'm saying? Tommy. Who's that girl? Yeah, I want to say her. It's Tommy. Tommy. Yeah. yeah. She says a whole bunch of crazy stuff. <laughs> but she doesn't work for Yes. She works for like an independent thing that was like pushing her Facebook and shit like that. Yeah. But if she worked for given. ESPN. Like the other, the blonde chick that was um, arguing with um, LeVar Ball. Oh, stay in your lane? <laughs> like, stay in your lane. <laughs> stay in your lane. I'm talking to, I ain't talking to you. Stay in your lane. <laughs> yeah, that's that was classic. Yeah, but she, oh, oh, man. Yeah, she, she played, she played that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a defenseless. She got real like white and like when he was trying to she tried to get like yeah he's like hey 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 that's right I'm not talking to you hey hey but yeah, like even what he said was still not right like at the end of the day the way he dealt with her was it was fucked up the same way but but if it was her yeah she would have got she was sitting at home right now that's the thing that I'm thinking you know what I mean because America's so fucked up that like we don't know because it didn't happen <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But we gotta do know though, because we already know that there's uh, inequality in America. Yeah, yeah. So we, sure. in a way, we gotta do know. So consciously, we know that the shit. True. You know, it's not facts. It didn't happen. But for our own self, we're like, ah, we know be a little bit different. But who's gonna fight for her? You know what I dare to fight for her though? Who's gonna fight for her really? Like no one's gonna. Fight no, for I'm. Her. I'm <laughs> as many hashtags as we can. Yeah, we can do whatever we, we can. But like, like realistically. Someone in a high enough position is not going to stand up and fight. Yeah, they told me, yeah, it's bad or whatever, but no one else is, like, taking a stand from either. Well, I think yeah, the right? show said he's not going to do a show until she comes back or whatever. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Solidarity, like, and that's what we Yeah, because, yeah, like, there was the two weeks of mm-hmm. that she got from before for the Trump tweets that she had sent, right? So this is, like, piggybacking onto that. So they were like riding with her two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Are they still going to ride for her with the, like that's a month of them not being on TV. That affects the ratings that are already shit. But they're getting ratings right now because people are talking about it. Yeah. This is also fact. Their ratings are going up right now even though this, because look now, she's old, oh, two weeks, everyone's talking about it. We're talking about it. Everybody's yeah. talking about it. Mm-hmm. This is shit that so. like hit my fucking... Twitter or my fucking um, Instagram timeline right away. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But let's move on to somebody else here. Um, are we talking about Little Wayne? No, no. You know what? Let's still stay into our, our subject matter for today. You know what I mean? Especially with it being Ladies Month. Okay. Young Thug. Okay. Okay. The slut march. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take us down the road over here. The slut march. So young thug and driving oh, no, dressing yeah, That's, so, that's, that's, that's uh, twenty one. That's not savage. Yeah, Amber's sorry. Mm-hmm. Right? sorry, my bad. Um, twenty one non savage. So young thug. Sorry, my bad. Right. Yeah. He was engaged to a woman before, right? They're not engaged anymore. Are you up on this? 
I'm not up on this. No, I'm not up on this, but I'm going to put this on. Okay. Yeah, Friday's the only one who cares about young thugs. <laughs> <laughs> I could care less about young thugs. No, but listen, this is a, this is a good story. Okay? Because it, it, it all ties in together with what we're saying. Okay. 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 And y'all are going to be shocked by the time I get to the punchline. Okay. Okay. So he's, he's engaged. Or okay. was engaged. And he gets caught cheating. Okay. His girl finds his, um, goes to his phone, sees all these different like messages sent to him and um, like naked pictures, all these different types of things. Naked. Not naked. Naked. Yeah. <laughs> just making sure. Did I say naked or naked? No, he said naked. Naked. Naked or naked? He said naked. I just, I just. Yeah. <laughs> new photos new photos <laughs> okay so she trips obviously yeah right she leaves now thug is online he's on the ground like baby come back da, 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 da. his apology was so shit he's like baby you, yo you gotta come back yo come on yo I'm sorry I'm sorry <laughs> you know niggas be tripping you know I got six niggas in my phone like trying to justify it during his live I'm like you should have just stopped that I'm sorry yeah. and cut the live yo deuces I'm out right yeah. boom so she's on Twitter now and she's like or maybe not on Twitter because women be on Instagram but this social media internet, right? internet whatever oh I'm sorry yo, this is ridiculous man we, we spoke about the cancer that social media is mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. but that's a whole nother mm-hmm. subject okay so she jumps on the gram she posts you know in the the, the first bucket pick, okay? This is the post, I broke up with this motherfucker, so, hey, going out, back on the market, right? Man jumps in her comments, back on the market, what? Bitch, you gonna die on God. Oh, gosh. Wow. That's the punchline. What do y'all think about these rappers these days? You got the, 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 the decks, the, um, What's that kid, kid there? Young Dex. I'm not even gonna ask anybody else what the name of this guy is. <laughs> but I'll post his his picture when I'm doing my little YouTube thing. You know what I mean? Uh, but these guys get into all kinds of shit. You know what I'm saying? Even Nelly. Nelly's dealing with a, with the issues right now. Yes. With his with, yeah. the, with uh, mm-hmm. being accused of rape. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So let's meld this into a question. Okay. What do you guys think of guys in the rap industry of one, the misogynistic, the misogynistic lyrics, mm-hmm. the misogynism, which yeah. we'll, we'll figure out what the word is. <laughs> Tongue twister for Friday. <laughs> misogyny. Misogyny? Misogyny. It wasn't even that long. I'm putting like five syllables on a three word syllable or a three syllable word. So anyhow, um, what do you guys think about that? in relation to like it being smoke and mirrors or being the real mother the real the real guy you know what i'm saying oh my gosh i mean i it's in canada too like i've experienced it uh it's it's not just an american thing it's very real and i i have had enough conversations with a lot of men now about understanding the influence that they have and i don't think a lot of men understand the influence like Mm. you're going around calling a woman a bitch and talking tip drill Tip drill, big tip, tip drill. Do you remember that? That doesn't help Melody's case. It doesn't. No, and like, whatever. Like, there's two things I want to say. This is like, 
fine maybe you didn't mean for it to be malicious or to be whatever but like it's still not empowering so women that i don't like i saw the change within my own friends it's like they think that they're just as good as as what their body's worth or like whatever a man that's hollering at them and that's not okay like i've never been okay with that and mm. and i have some beautiful friends who are just waiting at the beck and call of some dude who has a chain on like mm. trying to think that that's a that's a good situation and um, I don't think I, I try um, maybe I'm a bit naive about it but I don't think men understand the influence that they have when they speak life into women so right. encouraging them is a whole different ball game and the second thing is, is like I and like this comes from doing a lot of work around men uh, with men who are sex offenders you know I'm very public about doing work with sex offenders I don't think and I'm not saying like I don't I'm not a lawyer I don't know Nelly personally to speak on this but like mm-hmm. I don't think I think people get misconstrued on what the definition of rape is it's like they think it's rape if it's just like she's almost dead if she says no it's rape yeah, yeah. and so it could be like I see a lot of situations where it's like, oh, she was drunk, she was passed out, and it's like they they justified in their own heads. I see it all. I, I probably see it weekly, mm. working with some of the the sex offenders, and it's like how they justify, it, and it's like it's wrong. And once you understand the impacts of a woman, like that it has on a woman. Yeah. But anyway, all that to say is like I'm glad this Weinstein stuff is coming out. That's how you say his name, oh, right? Yeah. Weinstein. Yeah. Um, that guy is fucking going off at one point in time. Holy! Did yeah, you, I heard some stories. Heard did some you hear the story about that? Yeah. With the with the woman, he was begging her to come into the bathroom. Yeah. And like, this is all on tape. Yeah. And he's like, please, 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 come watch me and take and take my shower. You just have to sit there and drink your wine. And she's like, no, no. Wasn't she planted? Wasn't she FBI or something like that? There's something, something with the FBI in it, but there's yeah, wasn't yeah. enough evidence. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and but this is going on for how long? And now. Right and now he must have did something to somebody in, in a powerful position for this. Like it's wrong, yeah. no matter what. Right. But they've been covering this up for years. Mad actors are coming out the woodwork uh, that are like yeah, they've been like just big blockbuster film actors that are like oh yeah, well, that's I, me. but that's why I don't work with them, like Angela Jolie yeah. and yeah. another one Nicole Kidman and all the people like that. Yeah. It's like okay, if he did this to you, then why didn't you? Who cared? If he should have just said something then. That's now a you, common thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a common thing. A lot of women don't want to say yeah. what happened but because work, of but shame. But now there's all different types of things that happen. Yeah, but now that it's coming out, they yeah, feel they, more empowered. Yeah, they, that's true. You know, when more women speak about it, then you feel like, oh, it happened to you? Okay, it happened to me too. Mm-hmm. I and then, yeah, I guess it shows a timeline of how long he's been doing this. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. But it also says, like, you know, he's had people helping him. Like, well, the companies that keep these guys housed in their jobs, too. His company fired him. Yeah. Now. Yeah. yeah. No, this is because he got caught. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, there are allegations. He's never been, like, publicly cut. But now it's like, oh, and it's like, oh, now it's a bad, it's a big, bad problem. Because there's no way they can cover it up anymore. Yeah. 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 Whatever. What's in the dark will come to light, right? Then. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. No, it's it's... What happens a lot of times with these companies, and L.A. Reid guilty also. Oh, my Okay? Goodness. A lot of times what happens with these companies, and we're going to wrap it up on this, because we got a, we got a, we had a nice little tea session going on here. <laughs> nice. Um, companies keep these guys for many years, okay? Yeah. Now, when it, with the social media age and stuff like that, when it comes out into the public... Oh, yeah. You're done. That's when they're, quote-unquote, caught. Nice. But they've been caught by their companies in the compromising positions before, mm-hmm. like different people in their offices, mm-hmm. whether they've done this as secretary, different things yeah. like that. And it's just wasn't pu- 
publicly outed. Yeah. Right? So when like like Cola was saying, when the first woman speaks and then the next woman speaks and the next the woman power speaks. The dominoes fall. The dominoes start falling and then the company's like, oh shit, yeah, 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 fire that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because but they knew he was doing the shit. But if nobody sees it, it's like it didn't happen. Exactly. Yeah. 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 exactly. Always our word versus them. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> eh? these, these, these are all all facts you know what i'm saying and and you know what i'm glad that we at least even with us we talk a lot of shit we joke about rappers every week and all that stuff but at the same time it's a platform mm-hmm. you know what i mean so and, and it's, it's a free platform we could do whatever the fuck we want with. <laughs> you know what i'm saying so if one week we decide you know we want to just not get on jokes and all that and, and make sure that people can hear something important that maybe they can go home with, then I think we we can continue at least to build a narrative with other people. Yeah, for sure. and I applaud you for that. Mm-hmm. So I applaud y'all for coming through, y'all. Mm. For sure, most definitely. Thank you. Cola has something for you guys. Oh, oh. yes. Well, not really for you, but. Oh, any other ones, please? Very Just about it. That and the actual, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, the hip hop podcast is getting gifts. Yes, nice. (laughs) Okay, so um, my sister and I we started this company, skincare company. Okay. Um, the green and channel is only positive, so it's doing pretty good. And um, these are in me. Well, it's called up UP Beauty, <laughs> and so in May, Tara and I did this thing where we sent out samples, mm-hmm. um, and so I have some samples here. Nice. But also just to give you like a quick feel right now, what it is. Hey, y'all can hey. Dig in so is it going on our face or our hands? And your hands cream. That's lotion. Uh, I do need some lotion. I'm kind of long. Thank you. So very nice. Well, mine's a little ashy. <laughs> Like I said, I'm putting it right between my finger cracks here. We can pause because, um, yeah, you can take some thank more. you. You're welcome. Because, I should say, like, I, I, we did like a, about an hour and a half to like almost two hours of, of filming and stuff like that, and I'm only now realizing how ashy it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, thank you, Cola. You're welcome. If you want to check it out, you can go to the website, yes. um, www.up-beauty.com. Ah. but for now y'all can just keep the sample thank you thank you and and, and continuing with the social media and where to find Hmm. products where do people find you Uh, I'm on Instagram cola.bennett definitely horrible with social media but I have a lovely PR friend that I can always change (laughs) (laughs) and I'm on Instagram as at gangstera is that how you pronounce it because I'm like I was like, I'm like trying to pronounce it in my head, but I'm like by myself. So no, my ex used to always be like Gangsta Terra, and I'm like, no, get, how hard is this to read Gangsta Terra? Yeah. <laughs> Anytime Gangsta. somebody says it, I'm like, you and him go away. <laughs> and, and, and as for the FU project, mm. also give the, the social media for the FU. All of our branding is at Project F Word, which stands ah. for forgiveness. So at Project F Word. Nice, nice. Thank you. Both of you. Thank, thank you. Thank you for coming through. Thank you, thank you. Um, this such was amazing. Yeah, um, let's see. And I had an incident earlier at the gas station. Yeah. <laughs> so, just I'm pumping gas and all of a sudden I just seen drip, drip. I'm like, yo, 
Like I gas <laughs> mm. I'm thinking maybe it's I'm like dumb. Is it water? I'm pumping gas, but <laughs> so I put my finger under it and I kill. Yeah, that's gas. So I stop pumping. I go inside. I tell the gas tenant like, yo, shit's leaking, bro. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm like, yo, I'm pumping and it's leaking. Like, yo, what up? Do I have to pay for the gas? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you have to pay for the gas. I'm like, all right, well, whatever. Come look. You better put us like because the shit's like when you pump, it's like leaking. Bloop, 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 bloop. So the man gave me a little discount. So mm. I was happy and I kept it moving. What gas station yeah. was that? Right at church in Dundas. All right, I'm about to get some gas. Shout out to leaky hey. gas stations. Wonderful. <laughs> Tell, tell the people where to find you, Mr. Hurt. Well, I'm on, I'm on Instagram. That's probably the only platform I, that's the only platform I use, really. So, SC underscore Hey Herks underscore PK. I know it's long, but... Yeah, it's just, uh, PR says no to that. <laughs> but if you just put SSC, it will pop up. You know what I'm saying? Herc is lit on the fucking gram, okay? You just put SSC, Herc, there. It will pop up. You'll see my grandfather's face. It will pop up. Hey. See? <laughs> Told you. And um, y'all know where to find me. Um, check my website out. That's Friday, aka RickyDread.com. That's D R E D. Hit us up at um, or hit all my social medias. That's Friday Ricky Dread. That's D R E D. Also, get on our Twitter and our Instagram so you can get that Canadar. Once we get to 1,000 followers on Instagram, we are going to give away the Canadar. So yeah. At We Love Hip Hop Toronto or Toronto or Toronto so we love hip-hop Toronto both on Instagram and on Twitter let's get those numbers up and hit us up on YouTube okay youtube.com slash we love hip-hop we're the world's most smoked out podcast episode 36 ladies month I'd like to make a quick shout out to another strong lady doing her thing Mm -hmm. is my little cousin Brittany Miller development she's a basketball coach in the city so if you have young children that do basketball, look her up on Instagram. It's BMD or yeah, Brittany Miller Development. So you can find her. She's doing good things in the city. Shout her up. It's a positive look for the kids. Positive things. I'm gonna take y'all out with a song, yo. We're the world's most smoked out podcast. We love hip hop. And uh let hey, me don't say- penalize us too much, YouTube. Hey <laughs> ladies month. We out, yo. You right. Yo, I will pitch tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> Can you use it for promotion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on, hang on. Okay, three, two, one. That was an exclusive thing, you know. Hold on, I'm going to do my sound effects for this, yo. You're taking so long. Let it record a thing, Miss Connor Bennett in Addy, please. Exclusive. Exclusive. What would you say if I said that he raped me on Friday and Tuesday? What would you say if I said that he went to jail on a Friday? Abused, rejected, misled, they said they made their own choices, forcing blurred lines between human and object. The objective is to love and forgive, yet they hand us death sentences from only kids. Restoration in a nation that ain't ready for change. They hate to admit, they hate to give voices to the unheard. One word, human. So what would you say if I said that we deserve a second chance, second glance, second start? Would it at least be worth it to try? Thank you.
40 seconds. 40 seconds? Cool. I was in the first part for 40 seconds. Cool. Hey, that's all right. That's beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. Yo, dope. <laughs>